whatever this guy's doing, he's fucking shredding on guitar. But we don't know. Sorry, live from the studio. I'm Jim Celeste. We're Celeste-y. going in, like <laughs> in big. Chewing pretzels into the mic. <laughs> Dude, yeah. for once, I'm not the one chewing. I'm Eric Glazer. Mm. Tonight on the cast, we got Jordan Levine. Oh, before the co-host. Wow. Yeah, dude. Oh, he, also he, tonight on the cast, I'm Jimmy Celeste. You said your name though, right? <laughs> Did I? No, I just said our name live from the studio. It's okay. okay. They know. They know oh, okay. who it was. It's no live. big deal. I'm here with it's live no in studio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I'm super fun. What makes you think I'm fucking high, dude? You walked in. Eric oh, was like, you dude, you've been on that vape pen, boy. <laughs> like, no. Yeah, you looked like you're, uh, you know. No, I think this in. is. I think well, this is. Because then also me and Jordan were trying to get your attention. And we're like, Jimmy, Jimmy. Jimmy. Uh, I think I, I think like, Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy, and then you finally looked over. I think uh, meat and dairy. My my th- two. Well, it's only been two days, right? Yeah. We talked about it in the last podcast on Monday, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna go for it." I think meat and dairy uh, fends off my autism. Oh, okay. <laughs> so without it for the past two days, I'm just fucking lost. You're going crazy, dude. Lost, dude. <laughs> I feel fucking great, dude. Just yeah. two days and no drinking and no smoking. It's I think it's probably the no drinking most of all. I feel so clear, dude. <laughs> Somebody yeah. at the horse said, your skin looks nice today. I said, oh, thanks. I haven't eaten meat in two days. <laughs> I think it's more than no drinking. It's got to be that, dude. Just just, <laughs> just waking up and not being hungover has been a real fucking deal. I got to say. Treat. How is forgot been? about it, dude. You forgot. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, it, it was difficult because the first night... Um, after we you spoke. had sweats, <laughs> you had the, yeah, I had the binging out tremors, the fucking handshakes and everything. No, I, I went to, I played at High Tops, and it was a Tuesday night, and I was like, this should be a breeze because it's never my own Tuesday. But it was mm-hmm. like really nice night, and like all kinds of people came out. Like Dom brought like eight of his friends and shit, and they were like, yo, let's get shots, blah blah. blah. And it was like, what was difficult about it is I realized I was like, wow, it's literally harder not to drink than to drink. Because like, people will walk up and be like, yo, that was a great song, man. Here's a shot. And I just had to be like, I'm sorry, man. I can't. Yeah. I can't drink this shot. And they're just like, really, bro? You can't drink this one shot. And I'm like, no, I can't. I can't. I'm not normally I'm like Greek, it. Dude. I'm Greek, bro. Like, and it's just like, it was like, and when I went to the restaurants today, I would walk up and, and order something. I'm like, hey, do you guys have any vegan options? And they're just like, <laughs> one of those. Because I worked in restaurants for six years. And like, I just, whenever somebody asked that, I was like, oh, my fucking god and just so doing it myself it's just like i'm not getting od about it you know yeah. like somebody was like you know those those uh mushrooms well you just need to do like vegetarian you don't well, need to do vegan it is ve- for, it is technically vegan what i'm doing extra really? is the no drinking no smoking and that's no my dairy personal thing. Yeah. i guess no dairy is vegan yeah no dairy no meat and so like I got veggie tacos at the horse today, and then uh, Stevie was playing with me, and he was like, "You know, they saute that in butter." And I was like, "Dude, there's a fucking line, all right? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say like, hey, can you change the way you cook this entire thing for my diet? Like, yeah. I'm trying here, all right? The butter is, uh, they need something in the pan to lube it up, dude. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, overall, it's been good. It's been a good experience. Might never go back, dude. Might never go back. Yeah, for real. I, I I get the no. I'm going back easily, easily. I feel like such a douche this week. Like just like on stage every now and then, I'll mention it. I'll be like, not eating meat, not eating dairy. I'm like, yo, this really is part Wait, of being why? vegan. Because <laughs> I'm vegan now, bro. You can't be vegan unless you tell everybody. Dude, stop telling everybody, dude. Jimmy bases his reality on jokes. Like, <laughs> you know, you know, a vegan because they'll tell you. It's like I gotta do it. Yeah, <laughs> even it if it's my just temporary. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's just, it's just, it's, it's cool because, like, when we last spoke, um, 
It was just like one of those You're things. Only thinking about it, I was now thinking you're about doing it. it. I was thinking about it, and it's and really two days in. You just feel like such a changed man. I do. I do. Never gonna go back. <laughs> two days. <laughs> two days. I'm gonna probably black out on Easter <laughs> from meat and dairy. <laughs> you're gonna and then, come back next week and say like, you know, right after that podcast, I went and got some tacos. <laughs> <laughs> I went to McDonald's. I don't know, dude. It's like I didn't realize how much you can eat. With without getting meat or dairy, but I also didn't oh, realize yeah. how much you can't eat without meat or dairy. That's the bigger thing. There was a couple things I was like, oh, I can still eat French fries. That's cool. Yeah, you can. But then I was like, dude, I can't even eat fucking trail mix with the M and M's in it. That sucks. That's the only like when I I was like I was like, dude, I need to eat something. Everything in my house is cheese, eggs, meat, fucking everything. Dude. Are you doing Chicken. no eggs too? Yeah, no dairy, nothing. Well, dairy. I mean, eggs isn't. Strictly I mean, it's poultry, dairy. I guess. Is that? Are but you guys I, insane? Eggs well, is, it like, is the definition eggs of dairy. Eggs is not dairy. Dairy means milk product. I thought dairy meant farm products. Like, they grow plants at farms, too. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I considered eggs dairy. Well, like it's like animal a, products. If you're doing no animal products, but it's but eggs isn't strictly dairy, isn't technically dairy. Hmm. It's like vegan. But it's still, still, but he's not eating meat. And yeah, it's a chicken. Eggs is like, chicken you know, embryo. meat embryo. Egg, you know, it's protein. It's it's animal protein. Yeah, you're not doing animal proteins, and you're not doing. And as a Jewish American, yeah, uh, can you explain to me what Lent is, how long it lasts, and do you decide the thing that you give up or what? So okay, so you know how they have the sorting hat in Harry Potter? <laughs> yeah, there's a magic bowl that you. <laughs> no. Um, no, we 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 touched upon it. Kind of on the last one, but basically for Greek Lent, well, are you familiar with how regular Lent works? Like Eric, regular Lent is like forty days, right? Yeah, forty days. It's forty and days, and you pick like and forty nights. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It kind of is like that. Now I think about yeah, it. Yeah, it's like that zombie movie. Yeah, <laughs> and so they pick something to give up, and they give it up for forty days. Greek Lent is you don't eat meat or dairy for forty days. You fast. It's like very orthodox you know greek orthodox yeah. we don't we don't fuck around with the no candy shit and stuff like that it's just no meat no dairy back in the day it was um for catholic at least lent it was no uh no meat except you could have fish um it used to be all of lent but now the pope changed it to just every friday Really? So you're telling me the Pope instituted a casual friday yeah, yes he did. Yeah. well it's an uncasual he wears friday. a hawaiian shirt uh-huh. And then they fucking don't eat fish. Wait, they do eat fish. They on do Friday. eat fish. Oh, yeah, you can eat fish. You can't eat any other meat though. That's fucking crazy. Well, you'll like the fact that our our Easter, Greek Orthodox Easter, is based off of Jewish Passover. We're a week after Passover. I like it. I like you it. like it. Yeah, I thought you'd like that one. Yeah, I figured. You. I figured that would be like this would be your fucking throwing you a bone. And uh, now you're speaking my language. <laughs> <laughs> Passover? Did you say? Wait, do you celebrate like Jewish shit? Uh yeah, a little bit with my family. Uh, what do you guys do for Passover? Uh well, this year they all went on a trip without me. Uh, <laughs> but no, they uh, they did actually. My family went on a trip. I decided not to go because I just kind of didn't feel up for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we didn't get together for Passover. But usually we would have like a dinner with. Uh, I can't remember if like matzah and matzah ball soup. I think that's yeah. a part of that of, yeah. of our okay. Passover. Mm-hmm. And then like uh, th- you got like a special plate with like an egg and parsley and salt water 
and they all represent different things. And there's like a four questions that you ask. Interesting. Have you guys heard heard of this? No, no, no this is. This? This, I've I never thought even this heard. This is just like a food, like a cultural Jewish food dish you're talking about. <laughs> well, it's the four like questions: eggs, parsley, and <laughs> questions. <laughs> well, there are dishes that go with Passover, but this is a plate that you don't eat. It's like a ceremonial, just kind of like we have it on the table. Okay, and uh, it's like a decorative kind of plate. Yeah, I wonder if uh, like. The Easter egg comes from that. Yeah, you gotta wonder. You yeah. gotta wonder. Do you guys get the hard? Do you get the hard boiled egg at the end of your church service? Do you guys ever do that? I don't get at the church. End, oh well, okay. But like, I don't know Not what a bitch. What? <laughs> <laughs> true. True. Fair enough. But nah, like, I'm just kidding. It is weird because like, but your pastor makes you put on a blindfold and put <laughs> eggs in your mouth. <laughs> weird. You're not supposed to eat them. <laughs> oh. I do wonder. I think. I guess the egg is supposed to symbolize birth, right? Well, what's the whole story of Passover? Do you guys fucking rub the lamb's blood on your door or whatever? Is that a thing from uh, the school story? Passover? We don't do that, but it is a part of the that's, story. Yeah. yeah, that's the story. Of do Passover. Orthodox yeah. Jews do that? Um, I don't like see. the Egypt shit, like the Pikesville Jews. The part of the story was they marked. Yeah, they did mark Jewish households, and Jew, there is a thing with a mezuzah. I know people hang. That sounds that. like it's just a joke Jewish word. <laughs> yeah, so the wait, mezuzah. I don't, <laughs> I don't understand that story because it's like. Uh, they had to mark their door or else their firstborn would be taken away? Well, it was like, this was um, retaliation. God, like, basically, God retaliating on the Egyptian people. Uh, so they were taking away Egyptians' firstborn sons uh, in, to let the, the Jewish people go. Because okay. it was like... The the like Moses Moses maybe that guy whoever the Noah, was the leader yeah, yeah. Moses I think yeah, it was, was Moses Joseph. yeah Moses was Moses, leading yeah. and he was like let my people go yeah and, was the, a... and the Pharaoh wouldn't do that and then so there were these plagues upon the Egyptian people mm-hmm. and part of that was uh well like you know there was like because the, they didn't put the sign that must up. be what the salt water is about dude when he parted the sea. Uh, so it symbolizes every it aspect might, of that it story. It might be. I actually remember it being like uh, we eat parsley dipped in salt water to remind us of the tears of our people and that we are no longer suffering or something like that. Oh. Damn. That's cute. So it's kind of intense. But, uh, <laughs> That's like, but like why specifically... Parsley, parsley and salt, salt water. Because well, like, the salt water was too bland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah a little yeah, flavor. We don't want to cry yeah. that much. Dude. I guess because it, it was a real part picky, of the dude. ceremony, like <laughs> dipping your fingers in salt water and just licking it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I guess <laughs> gross, it just makes dude. it more of a thing to. Yeah. And thirsty, yeah. but also I want something a little salty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of bitter. I remember it was like, this is a little punishment, but you could eat it. It's like <laughs> a punishment. Do you guys have to? Um, was it an actual punishment, or you just think no. it was a punishment as a kid? Well, it's supposed to remind you of our people have suffered, yeah. but we also have. Uh, I think part of it is like, why do we eat apples and cinnamon? It's like this dish with apples and cinnamon and nuts and stuff. It's like Jewish that's the cake? sweet thing. No, it's just that oh. in, a, in a bowl, all chopped up very finely. Jesus. Apples and cinnamon. Yeah, and like. Uh, so that was supposed to be the sweet thing. So it's like reminding us that we're not suffering anymore. And you, you, it's like, why do we, one of the questions, the four questions, why do we lean on a pillow on this night? And it's because we now we can rest because our people were freed or something like that. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing you all have pillows that you lean on? We didn't follow that strictly. Do you but... guys have like big body pillows? <laughs> 
Yeah, but that's kind of a private thing. We don't, <laughs> yeah. we don't bring them out. It's like a little uh, anime rabbi. There's a body pillow in place of um, uh, that guy that you leave a seat open for. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Do you guys fast prior to Passover? Is it like a thing? I know. No. Do you eat kosher? You don't eat kosher, do no, you? No, I, I don't. I'm not. Is like your family? A, uh, no, not, none of my family is like, is that religious yeah very i mean but it it's like we've just followed the traditions kind of like you would get together on major holidays for christian stuff even yeah, if you yeah. do you guys celebrate like yom kippur and rosh hashanah and stuff yeah we do have dinners for those like equally like we would for a passover uh but what it, what's the biggest because I, I always remember people being like you know hanukkah's not really the biggest jewish holiday yeah um i guess like i Is think it passover yom- it might be, I think it's about even with Passover and Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah, which are, those two are re- interrelated. It's like the new year is one of them. And then the other one is like a tone. It's like before the new year, a week before, it's like one of those holidays. I think it's Rosh Hashanah. It's like like atoning for your mistakes and stuff and making apologies, mm. sort of. like Kind of like admitting to your we just know them as the mondays we got off from school yeah exactly (laughs) september was dope yeah dude um so wait so then passover is just about kind of like moses freeing the jews in egypt yeah it's about the jews being enslaved and then yeah they got let go or they escaped basically there were all those um the thing, the plagues, there are plagues. The plagues, yeah. But like I said, there are these four questions. It's like, why do we? Well, like the ones I said, I can't remember anymore. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's why do whole... we eat parsley? <laughs> uh, <laughs> to remind us, I'm trying to remember the rest of it. So they, yeah, they did walk through the desert. Okay, here's a big one. Uh, this is why we eat matzah. So that you guys are familiar with matzah. Yeah, we actually have matzah at our family Easter dinner. That's crazy. My parents have a bunch mm-hmm. of matzah at home because uh, it's good. There's a thing. There's a sale at Giant, so they <laughs> got it. It is good. It's the only Jewish food that and the latkes, the little potato pancakes. Yeah, those are good. Those two things are good. <laughs> Not <laughs> a big fan of any. You're other... gonna say they? Uh, you do them as well? Or do you do? No, we don't do the potato too? pancakes, mm-hmm. but we do have the matzah ball soup, and it's very fucking. Good. Oh, nice. I well, love that. Is yeah. Greek matzah ball soup? Do you think like pretty similar? To no, just my my yaya makes the Jewish style. I think I've never been Jewish before, but you know, yeah. imagine tastes Jewish pretty Jewish. Before. Tastes pretty Jewish. There's a lot of parsley in there. Give it a shot. Fucking, yeah, it's uh, we know, yeah, we have lamb soup and and matzo ball soup. Uh huh. Yeah, I think matzo ball soup is kind of like just like a chicken soup, basically. Mm-hmm. I think so. Uh-huh. It's like a chicken chicken and dumpling soup, basically, mm-hmm. but with matzo dough, I guess. Yeah, it's um, weird that like you guys would link up. I guess like our Easter and Eric's Easter and your Passover. Is all based off like the same calendar, and like it kind of symbolizes a similar thing, right? Like Passover is probably like the biggest one of the biggest holidays for you guys, mm-hmm. and Easter for us is like it's one of them of Christian holidays. It's only like two yeah, Christian yeah. holidays, right? Christmas Easter and, and Easter, Christmas. right? Uh, but you say it's there weird. are only two Christian holidays that I can think of, right? I feel like yeah, you, I mean, there's like day. but like major holidays, like there are other holidays, like fucking you know. Palm Sunday and Fat Tuesday. And yes. Fat Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Fat Tuesday, dude. Tuesday, Jesus is like, let there be tits, baby. Yeah. <laughs> There's beads and shit. Diet Coke Saturday. No. What? <laughs> Diet Coke Saturday. I can't think of anything but Palm Sunday. 
Ash Wednesday, Good Friday. Well, I feel like in the Middle Happy Ages, hour. I remember we read some kind of book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we read some kind of book that was like a diary of a girl, like in the medieval times, in like a big house. And uh-huh. Each day would be like day of Saint Christopher. Like every day. Was yeah, a but that holiday. was like the equivalent of like. That was literally the equivalent of like they'll be like national, like we were saying last week, like talk like a pirate day. Like the Catholic Church is like, dude, it's the fucking dark ages. Everybody's dying of the plague anyway. You might as well make every day a holiday. Yeah, yeah. they were like, like the fucking Lil Wayne back then. <laughs> make every day a holiday, dude. Uh, fucking get people to come to church. Hell yeah, but it yet, worked. Uh, the matzah thing I was gonna say is apparently it was like because the Jews were in a hurry to flee. They had to. They had to. They had to make provisions and stuff. They had to, but get this: they had to load their dough. They didn't have time to let their bread rise. Interesting. Because they were letting their people rise. Uh huh. And Ooh. So rise they, up, gamers. Yeah, and see, the Jews were the original gamers. <laughs> yeah. See? Like Damn. you got you boys like your Nintendo. So that's actually <laughs> why you guys don't eat yeast. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> well, no, so, he's, he was saying that they just didn't. They didn't have time to let their bread rise. Um, so, it, it so the story is yeah. they took the dough, carried it on their back, and it baked in the sun while they were walking through the desert for forty days. I guess it was 40, 40 days or Damn. forty years. Forty days and forty. Yeah, it's um. How'd they have it packed in their fucking bag? No, they put it on their back. It's like I don't know some they guy put dough on his back. Yeah, this dude. is the story, man. I, this is dude. like supposedly. We didn't have time we... to think it through, dude. They were like, "What should we do with this dough? Put it on your fucking back, bro. Put it yeah. on your back." I don't know yeah. how they suppose they were have supposed to do that. Yeah, but... my man was super oily. He had oily skin. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, right yeah, up on his back. Well. It was beautiful. Fucking <laughs> Pam pot grease just on his fucking back. Yeah. <laughs> 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 just, that's crazy, dude. The Jews have a lot of all their holidays are like just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just based crazy. off of being really thrifty, yeah, I didn't dude. Know. I didn't know you guys <laughs> were like, into food play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. You guys have Hanukkah it's just when like when when a bit of oil lasted longer than you thought it would. Yeah. You guys are just like that is yeah, that's that saving a... a lot of money. <laughs> Make this a holiday, baby. <laughs> It's like, we got seven extra days on not paying this electric bill. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, they're holed up in there, dude. They're squatters, right? <laughs> that is crazy, dude. They're, that was the story, right? They're like holed up in the uh, synagogue or something? I don't know if they were holed up. I, it's That's definitely possible, uh, like some kind of Mexican standoff or something mm-hmm. like that. How long but... were you guys fucking slaves, dude? Thousands uh, of years, right? I don't know. I don't know. I guess we built the pyramids supposedly, but that's a whole thing. I don't. I don't know if that's even true. Like I, like I, I have yeah. a bit. Are you an alien guy? You yeah, think aliens dude. did it. The um, yeah, do you think Jews yeah. are aliens? <laughs> I don't know. Can I you don't. not tell us because you're a Jewish? Yeah, dude, he's part alien, bro. <laughs> you can't tell us, right? <laughs> Fucking thing bursts out of his chest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm neither <laughs> confirming nor denying <laughs> anything about any of that. Uh, yeah, but I don't. I don't know how long the Jews were supposedly enslaved, uh, or if they really were. I don't know if there's historical evidence of that, or if yeah. it's just a Bible. story. Yeah. Well, that's your joke, right? You're like, is that history or is that Bible? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I kind of like if I could be any other thing, but white i'd be jewish you can still be white and jewish right like you're white yeah. right like if i had to be not me 
I would be Jewish. Because I feel like Jews have like such like a strong... Is it the only religion that's like also a race of people somehow? I don't know how that turned yeah. out to be, you know? Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, there are... Uh, yeah, I don't, it's debated like whether it's like an and ethnicity. It's, or it's weird like that. that all throughout history... Jews have been, like I was I watched the movie um with Adrian Brody the pianist the movie about the um which I hate that word it sounds so weird why mm-hmm. is it not p- pianist it's like so weird you, that's <laughs> the same word you can say it like that can you say it like that I think I will Pian- I guess From it now, is pianist pianist yeah I've just heard that so many times yeah it's yeah. just it's just a weird who came up with that anyway Getting good movie that. though great movie and it was about the Holocaust and I was like dude what is up with everybody fucking hating Jews like. Nobody liked them for some reason. I don't understand why, you know? Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's just always, like, I suppose in those situations, there were no people of color to denigrate, like, to have as a lower class. So Jews were uh, were a, a people that could be the underclass in true, true, in, true. In, in, in situations like that. Yeah. But, um, but also, I don't know, I suppose there's anti-Semitism from the story that the Jews were responsible for killing Jesus. Like, True. Maybe True. that was a reason. Yeah, yeah. True. But, but uh, that was... But that was more but, of the Rome. But also, but... the whole Egyptian slave thing happened before that. Uh-huh. So the, the Jews were slaves, and then we let you guys free. We as in the Egyptians. Jesus was a Jew. Jesus so... was a Jew. Yeah. And then the Jews killed him, and they were like, all right, we tried it. Now we don't like you again. Wait, did you? Are you just uh, proposing that the the Jews did kill Jesus? Well, they kinda. I thought it was the Romans that crucified him. Yeah, but the Jews were all. What about religion it. were the Romans? They uh, were. Um, they believed in like the. Well, they converted to uh, Catholicism. They like the, no, they didn't. They had like the stolen god stuff. From yeah, Greece. they stole yeah. the Greek gods. Yeah. So they were all believing in like fucking. They had different names, but they believed in like Zeus and Hera. They called them like Mars, Jupiter, Neptune. They just stole mm-hmm. the gods. Yeah. And then um, Jesus is like, yeah, this shit's not going to be cool in 2,000 years. Trust me. And they're like, dude, fuck you. And they killed him. And uh, yeah, I guess it wasn't the Jews that killed him. I don't know what the story is there, if they were supposed to be somehow involved. like. Well, the story supposedly was that like, he was the king of the Jews. They declared him the king of the Jews. And then once the Romans decided, like, yo, fuck you, we're going to kill you, then the Jews were like, yeah, fuck that guy. And they sent him to the cross. And uh, maybe part of it was like that he challenged the Jewish leadership or something like that. No, I don't think there was Jewish leadership. I feel like that's the other think, thing. It's like I you think, guys are like um, a lost tribe, right? I think they just didn't. They didn't believe in his claim or something, right? Yeah. Or like because they only believed in like a one true God. Yeah, I mean it's, and a, they it's a big think ask. That, yeah. Yeah, to say you're the son of God is is bold, but uh. But I don't think he said that. I feel like everybody else said that. I feel like Jesus was literally just a really fucking dope dude who was like a really good guy. Like like he was just solid, like a prophet. How do you prophet. explain coming back from the dead then? <sighs> he was like fucking Chris Angel mind freak, dude. He fucking mind how hard would it be to trick an ancient person? You could do anything, dude. They believed yeah. in everything. You could literally like it would be so easy to fool people. I'm not saying he did that, but like, I also don't think if Jesus was real, he definitely didn't walk on water and fucking turn water into wine. I feel like those are all like metaphors and shit. Maybe it's yeah, just yeah. like re- really shallow water. Like yeah. How sometimes exactly. you, can, you can be way out in the 
in the ocean like when it's when the tides receded or whatever and it's like mm-hmm. you're 40 feet out there but you're still just like just getting your feet wet yeah yeah, yeah, so yeah. he found a sandbar <laughs> and just fucking started a whole religion they were like dude i've never heard of a fucking sandbar before. that's crazy it's <laughs> like there's sharks floating under me i'm standing on water <laughs> that would be crazy if jesus was legitimately just like he just really tricked us dude he really got us like that guy fucking got us that's the ultimate april fools like we base everything off of that guy yeah. everybody does dude 2019 yeah everybody. i mean i think it's funny how people can basically read into that stuff like whatever they want like there can be really good interpretations and then really bastard like very negative interpretations obviously yeah. but i don't know you just try to get the positive out of it and yeah. uh yeah i don't know people point out that that like you were saying like a lot of holidays just were already things that people were doing with pagan holidays and stuff like that. Yeah. And that it has roots in like nature, like celebrating the spring and rebirth and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. It seems to all line up like that. Like Christmas is right on the winter solstice. Right. Mm-hmm. And then Easter is pretty much like the beginning of spring. And it's like, guys, we're clearly just basing this off of the fucking sun. Right. Yeah. Like just the whole thing. Right. Mm hmm. I don't fucking know. Yeah, so is there anything secret you can tell us about Judaism? <laughs> um, do you have any questions? Um what is what is like a a common thing to do over Passover that you wouldn't expect? Um well, <laughs> so it is funny there's a game where like you hide matzah in, in a place in the on house. a bag <laughs> you hide matzah on your father's bag <laughs> until it cooks without him knowing he gets in the tanning bed <laughs> uh no but it's like a thing of game for all the all the kids in the family i mean some of this could have could be like i have no idea when this tradition was started and if every family does it but my family always did it like and then there's like a prize like a little gift for Whoever finds the moth. <laughs> it's like you wrap it in a paper towel yeah. or something, hide it like behind some piece of furniture. Those things and are so finds weird. It, you get the prize. You get to keep the matzah. Yeah, you get butter. You get a pat of butter for the matzah. <laughs> like how long after the first Passover? Because the first Passover was like the actual night when the fucking they they had to put the thing on their door to let them know they were Jewish, right? Which. Um. Well, that's what it's like commemorating, passing God. over. That's what like I'm saying. That, but that like, how over. soon after that time happened? Like, did they the very next year where they hide in matzah and shit, or like, how long after did it take for them to be like, yo, let's let's go commemorate that mm-hmm. with something, you know? Yeah. Because I feel like traditions they seem weird now, but it's like everybody's been doing it for so long that it's like, all right, whatever, we'll do it. But like, if you go back, it's like, if it just happened like last year, and you were like, yo, we should we should just do that again. For no reason. They're like, what, the thing we did last year? Yeah, remember we fucking did the thing? Yeah, let's just do that again. I just feel like that, I don't know. I feel like it takes at least 100 years. Yeah, I mean, but it it ha- it can originate from something happening, and then certain things are developed over time, where it's like, we remember it so freshly, but then, yeah, like you're saying, by the time it's written down or... Yeah, or it's got to be a into- story. It's got to be a story. Yeah. Because I guarantee you, everyone that was there that was eating the fucking greasy-ass dough off a dude's back was like let's never do this again we should never do this again and then a hundred years later people glorified the story and they were like yeah man it was so good like 
It was really good, Brad. And then <laughs> they just started doing it. I mean, and uh, they were they were in the desert for forty years, right? Forty I years. I, that's what. That's one thing I can't remember. I think the four, yeah, forty days and forty nights goes with the f- great flood. I think. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I think the story is that they were walking through the desert for forty years, which is like yeah, right. which is like how is that, that going on? It's kind of like a, a walk to school both ways up is here like, type of story. Yeah, is it like elephants when they're walking, and if they just like shoot out a kid? <laughs> they just hope the kid catches up with the pack. I mean, you have to imagine, like, you know, there are stories about how, say, people ended up from, like, uh, crossing a land bridge so that there are, like, like relatives of Asian yeah. people. And it took in... them 40 years to get from Egypt to Israel. I... Yeah, that's a, lot to, that's a lot. They were walking slow. So they I mean, fucked up somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> they made a wrong turn, dude. I could walk around the earth if you gave me forty years. I Let's just think say I, could. They I didn't feel like the water that. they walked through when they split the sea should have been the water to get to. Exactly. Well, a... Exactly. Right. He parted the sea, and he was like, They're "This is actually Egypt. a way longer way." But I wanted to show you this. <laughs> he we wasn't can... like a water bender. He couldn't just like ride them to where they wanted to so go. They couldn't just go straight from the tip of Egypt through the water to Israel. They had to go down, <laughs> maybe pass over Madagascar real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot back up, come through India. Well do we know that that distance Pakistan, is... <laughs> all that shit. Dude, there's no distance on earth that would take people walking forty years. Really? Dude, Forrest Gump ran across America in That's what, true. 10 days? <laughs> in what, 10 minutes? <laughs> it's like two scenes, dude. Fucking knock that shit yeah, out. It was crazy fast. No, did I legitimately think, I legitimately think if you said, Jimmy, walk around the world. Now, granted, there would be some stipulations to this. I obviously can't walk across the ocean. But if there was like a metaphorical. Dude, Moses did it. Yeah, that's true. He walked under it or between it or whatever. But if you if there was like a bridge surrounding the entire world so I could just walk over the oceans and just walk around the equator. Mm-hmm. I'm saying let's see. Earth circumferences it's 10,000 like 3 months. Well, think about it. The earth's diameter is 6,000 miles. Right? No, it's bigger than that, right? No, 6,000 mi- radius. 2 pi r 18, 20, 40,000 miles circumference, Mm -hmm. hence the 40 days and 40 nights, 40 years. So they were going 1,000 miles a year? How many, wait, how many miles do you think they could walk in a day? More than fucking three. Is that how it works out? Yeah, 365, you got 1,000 miles per year for 40 fucking years. Yeah, but you're t- walking like hard every day. You're yeah, using, but for three miles, doing? dude, I ran no, six miles today. But wait, why are you using the whole Earth's circumference? I thought you were, you're, you're still just talking about that. Because I'm trying to find out. I'm thinking if they went from fucking Egypt to wherever, Jerusalem, wherever the fuck they went, even if they walked around the Earth, it wouldn't take them 40 years. So why the fuck did it take you guys 40 years? Well, I mean, they are. They, it's supposedly a caravan of people, so it's like they're not going to be super quick about it. Oh, so the front it. made it, and then the, no, by the time the back people made it. They got to move when they can and then camp, but also... It sounds like you guys are really dragging it out. That's all I'm going to say. If we're talking about Bible stuff, this is what what has been filtered, or I don't know, what, what was written about it, so it's possible 
Maybe we did a little bit of exaggerating. <laughs> you guys might have embellished a little bit. <laughs> but the story that remained from it was like we walked we walked for a long ass time and forty just happened to be what we settled. But on. that's like such a I feel like that's like the opposite of what any other group people like I feel like the Jewish people would exaggerate so it'd be like, Oh man, it was so fucking bad, man. It was forty years, but like if it was Greeks, we would have exaggerated that we did it faster. <laughs> We'd be like, Yeah, we fucking made it from Egypt to Jerusalem and like it was like three days, dude. I think we were just fucking. We just fucking did it. We just fucking knocked it out, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know, dude. <laughs> fucking classic. So, is there a holiday for that, or that's considered Passover too? I think that's a Passover. Yes. I guess them celebrated Egypt once every forty is years. Start of that. 40, What's that? Them leaving Egypt is the start of the forty years. Yeah. Did Moses live through that whole thing? Uh. Well, he lived to be like 900, right? That's the other thing. Yeah, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, in the Bible, everybody lived to be like fucking 800 years old and shit. So I think maybe their years were like weeks. Shorter? Yeah. So I think the 40 years is probably like six months. Uh, I'm really spitballing right now. I don't know. I, <laughs> no I, I didn't fucking realize, idea. I didn't realize there was a bunch of people who had lived for... Yeah, if you read like the first... Long. If you read like Genesis... After the interesting part, literally the first paragraph of Genesis is pretty fucking sick because it's like, then God created the trees, then God created this, and then he said, let there be light, and then there was light, and then it just goes into this list of like the first people that were ever there. So it goes from like Adam and Eve, and then it just goes down this long fucking eight-page list of like, and Bartholomew lived to be 648 years old and had two. 104 kids and it's like the most ridiculous hmm. shit. It was like, dude, I don't believe you. I don't believe that this guy lived to be 600 and he had 200 kids with 17 wives. That's that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a tall order. Yeah. But apparently they were just fucking back then, dude. Fucking and living. I think a lot of people were lying about their lists, their their numbers. Lying about so. their age. Yeah, lying about their age. <laughs> up, Body counts, up for dude. some reason. Body counts, dude. <laughs> I think they were just stoked because, like, after the first four generations, they weren't banging their... Like, if it was true, like, Adam and Eve, they have their first kids, and then, like, they got to bang each other. So that they toughed that one out. And then they had kids, and then the cousins had to bang each other. So it wasn't really until, like, four generations in... That it was like third cousins banging each other. So by the time it got to like Bartholomew and people, like they were just like, dude, I'm just happy I'm not banging my first cousin anymore. So I'm gonna say my body counts like at least twenty. <laughs> and there's only like eighty people on the planet. So I fucked twenty five percent of the world. <laughs> well, okay, that's the part that I think we're pretty certain isn't actually factual. Yeah, and how the floods work out? Because then they had to start over. Uh, right. Yeah, I mean that's the they story. They did. They wait, did. <laughs> they go wait. back to back to yeah. square one. It was Noah <laughs> banging his kids? Yeah. Wait, so Noah just Noah just brought one chick. If I were Noah, dude, I would have made an extra arc for just a whole bunch of chicks. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, dude. Just a girl's gone wild cruise. Exactly, dude. Like a booze cruise. Fucking just have a little tugboat full of like every animal, just like a giraffe, <laughs> a rhino. Every animal stuffed on the tugboat. <laughs> Yeah. Just hundreds of stalls on the Shouldn't main cruise ship them? full like, of bitches. Nah, dude, we're good, dude. Fucking, that'd be awesome, dude. He better not bring other dudes. Circle alive. I would have brought three other dudes as drinking buddies, and like a hundred chicks. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like, wish this would happen, dude. 
<laughs> I know there's easier ways to bang on. I'm not making this up right now, but this sounds sick. <laughs> this is like slowly becoming a fantasy of mine. This is kind of that's kind of like how cult leaders work. They're like, you know, that is how cult leaders work. <laughs> cult leaders are like just really Jimmy, weird. You know what I'm thinking? What we could have a live from the studio cruise. <laughs> True, it's big enough, dude. True, dude. I oh easily chicks only, chicks only. <laughs> and then we're bringing on our special guest, Jordan Levine, and then. <laughs> We just need one more dude. One more dude, dude. I don't know. I feel like that would be cool. I don't know. It is. It is. It is true. Like you only need one dude to repopulate the earth. No. And if I'm the one building, no, it's shit, not true. How is it not true, dude? I could fuck three girls a day every day. Oh, if I had a bad to. dick, dude. Huh? What if you got a bad dick? What if you only get like one out? Dude. Well, you're saying you would have unlimited women, but only one guy. Unlimited. Dude, I'm saying if you gave one dude on this planet, one functional, biologically, like he can come and have kids, one dude could repopulate. Dude, if he fucked three different women every day, he could have a thousand kids per year. Okay, yeah, and but I I'm just got confused because we had been talking about Noah's Ark, yeah, and that kind of thing. Yeah, but you're proposing a world where all the men disappear except yeah, you one get to man. which is Noah's world, woman. dude. He he took no, they it was just I think him. The story no, was there. You're was a confusing great your fantasy <laughs> oh. with the story of Noah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm, suppo- I'm surprised nobody else throughout history has embellished it that way. Like you already embellished everything else. You might as well dude, just be like, and then Noah brought. It's literally what Genghis Khan did, though. Yeah, that's true, dude. Genghis Khan literally was just fucking everyone. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's what I'm talking about. Genghis Khan was the fucking man. Noah brought other dudes. Ugh. No, I don't think... Uh, I think the story was just him and his wife. and Ugh, That's and, terrible. And but the also, animals. The story is two of every animal, which that does not work. I don't think you can like in, like have just two animals. I think you need a, a more diverse like gene pool to start a whole yeah, species. Yeah, but I mean, you're fucking up the humans. You might as well fuck up every other animal, too, yeah. so they don't get competitive advantage. True, <laughs> true, true. We don't want to devolve and have like a fucking hippo take over. No, it's dude. just worldwide devolve. Everyone's going down a step, and then mm-hmm. we'll build... Build our way back up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really disappointed. Although, I mean, there might have been some kind of great flood or, or some kind of big catastrophe because it does come up in different religions, apparently. Yeah. Something oh, yeah, there like definitely that. was a big event like that. It probably just didn't, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, this shit. But just the happened, whole world but didn't. But not flood. like the way they said it. It was just a lot of, like, you know, like they're, like, fucking, if everyone's living in the desert. And then all of a sudden it rains. Yeah. That's a flood. That's a flood. That's a fucking flood. Mm-hmm. And if it rains enough. You got to build a boat. You, you got to fuck some chicks. your wife. <laughs> yeah, dude. That is the last thing I would kids. do if there was a flood is be like, oh, I have an opportunity to fuck every girl on the planet. <laughs> and I'm just going to bang my wife a bunch. Terrible. I don't think And that's... we're, t- in theory... Descendants of Jimmy's that guy. just Noah back then, <laughs> and he's like bringing on two of every animal, but it's just like slutty Halloween costumes. <laughs> just <random> chicks. <laughs> that's not Mystery. a rhinoceros. That's a right, sexy this, rhinoceros. And your wife's just fucking pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Somebody's gotta do it. Somebody's gotta do it. It's a tit mouse. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I feel like that is the one situation. Honey, you want to live in a world without sexy jaguars? Come on. God made these creatures. They're all beautiful. <laughs> They're all beautiful. Even the sexy caterpillar. <laughs> I left all the sixes and below behind. So now we're going to have strictly fucking sixes and above for the rest of time. Dude, what if that's true and it turns out that like we are all descended from sixes and above but like now what used to be a six back then is is, is like a one now. <laughs> Which imagine how ugly it probably would have been Damn, if we that's cut off. Sick though, that's sick to think about. Yeah, it's like, dude, because like the same way that like we groom like dogs and shit to, mm-hmm. is like pretty much the way like people pick their partners. Yeah, dude, we selectively breed ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I mean, but also just like what we find attractive as as humans has changed, like. Kind of yeah, sliding scale, kind of dude. Well, seriously, like, uh, like standards, like when you see like Greek sculptures or whatever, aren't the women more like more heavy than our standards have become? Yeah, there's cultural beauty standards, and like, there's definitely been like different periods throughout history where like being super thin or being super fair skin or being yeah, plump Greeks and have shit always like over exaggerated how hot the women they fuck are. Yeah, yeah. Throughout time, actually, in ancient <laughs> Greece, it was like considered like it was like also they all wanted to fuck boys back then so (laughs) the hottest chicks just looked like men (laughs) (laughs) it was they were like they were like they considered having a big dick embarrassing so that's why all the greek statues had small dicks that is embarrassing i'm I'm glad it was embarrassing i guess because most greeks had small dicks and so they were like well we're gonna make it weird to have a big dick then (laughs) so fuck you there's more of us there's more of us and we can say that it's weird but like, <laughs> I don't know, dude. There's never been a period. We may be small, but we are many. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, definitely. Just a full island of incels. <laughs> That's why the Greeks were so powerful. <laughs> <laughs> they were just so mad. <laughs> no, I feel like Greeks. Greeks apparently, we looked up the average dick size by country. Who's we? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we as a people. <laughs> <laughs> and Greeks, Greeks had above uh, bigger average dick than Americans, dude. It's yeah, true. Dude, that's because all six point five baby Turkish people came over and helped you out. <laughs> Whatever, dude. We selectively bred out sixes and small dick people, dude. <laughs> and now we're left with only those. I don't know. Okay, so I'll say this: cultural beauty standards change. Like, there's certain tribes in Africa where the women put those fucking things on their neck, and it like makes their neck super long. You know what I'm talking about? And then if they took yeah. it off, they wouldn't even be able to hold up their head. Like those things differ from culture to culture, but and through time, but like. There's never been a time throughout history where a fucking woman with an hourglass figure and like nice tits, like they don't have to be huge, but like nice supple tits, <laughs> like, like a fucking like firm ass and wide hips and like a pretty face. There's never been a time throughout history where she wasn't the ideal beauty. No, honestly, I I, I disagree with the statement that because ideal beauty, you're implying like the the perfect thing under the the what people's uh, idea of that is at the time so it's not like what you're talking about as an ideal thing can be different in it at a different time okay like we're saying like when people like when fat people were more held up because it meant that you were in a place where you didn't have to worry about but there was never a time when being like fucking obese was it was like oh that's hot 
Like we have a natural instinct to to be attracted towards people who are at least mildly in shape. Like maybe throughout time, like different levels of like pudginess was considered to be like you know like if you look like right now we're in a time period where like having a super fat ass is like really hot and that's why we have all these fucking Instagram butt models and shit like that. Whereas like back in the eighties, it was all about having big ass ridiculously big tits like the fake tit porn stars back in the day yeah now it's like cool to have like a dad bod yeah 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 whereas like back you know like those things i'm saying it's like there's there's a spectrum but but there's a very there's like a spectrum from which like you know the ideal male body goes from being like super fucking like eight pack or like just having like the jason momoa body like aquaman just being like big like the rock or something but like it's a thin spectrum relatively i would say that, like, there's never been a time throughout history where being short and fucking fat was hot as a dude. Couldn't be. Because it's evolutionary. There's no evolutionary benefit to being short and fat. And at the end of the day, we're all just fucking animals. Like, women with wide hips can give birth easier. Women with large breasts, I think it's all instinctive. It's all instinctual. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you, you know... But then I don't, I don't know. I feel like things just get shaped where it's like, for some reason, certain beauty standards are put in place. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Absolutely, I agree with you. Like shaving your armpits, shaving your legs if you're mm-hmm. a girl. Like those things. Yeah. Like I was thinking about it. I was like jogging through the woods, and I was like, "Yo," I like heard a girl's voice in the woods, and I was like, "Yo," this was like fucking like ancient times, like twelve. <laughs> I'd be like, "Why years. aren't you shaving?" <laughs> I was thinking. I was like, "Would I bang?" Like if you found me the hottest chick. In a tribe from 12,000 years ago, would she be hot to me? Like, I might be able to tell that she's hotter than the other chicks, but that's because all the chicks are going to be fucking gross. They're not going to have showered. They're not going to have shaved. They're not going to have brushed their teeth. They're going to be fucking have, like, fleas and ticks and shit. Like, they're going to be gross. But, like, if you found me, like, the 10 of the village... Like your number one. Yeah, she looks Would, like the McPoyle sister. Exactly, dude. She like she's like that's what I'm saying. We selectively bred them out, dude. And then like yeah, like certain things, yeah, like shaving your, shaving your armpits and stuff, shaving your legs, dude. And I'll admit, like those are things that like are ingrained in my self now. Like if I, if I'm hooking up with a girl who legit doesn't shave her legs, like her legs look like mine, that's a fucking deal breaker for me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's no rule that says you have to shave your legs, but there's no rule that says that I have to be attracted to your hairy ass legs either. It's a personal choice. Same with armpits. Do what you want. You know, there's no rule that says I have to brush my teeth ever. But if I walk to some up to somebody and I fucking start talking to them and they don't like my breath, they don't have to talk to me. It's a free country. So yeah, those things are ingrained in me. But like, dude, if you brought a fucking if you brought an Instagram model from today. And brought her back to ancient Egypt and dressed her up in fucking... Cleopatra, dude. Yeah, but Cleopatra was probably a 2019... Five. Seven. Okay. Seven. I'm gonna give her seven. And she was the number one chick in the world. She was like the fucking, you know, Mia Khalifa. Was she like the queen because she was hot or was she already the queen? Um, I think she was... was she even a queen? I think she was hot because she was a queen. Because like, you know... You're a fucking queen. You have a staff. You can fucking you get all the all nice the makeup and dresses, jewelry. Yeah. And you don't have to do anything all day but like stay in shape, you know, work out. She banged like, she banged a bunch of high profile dudes. She definitely banged at least two Caesars. Hell yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's crazy too. To when I, I I don't know about the time in history, but it's like oh, the queen of Egypt was like dating the yeah the yeah, yeah leader of Rome or whatever. It's yeah, like, dude. I don't even know the timeline of when those things. I just mm-hmm. think about them as separate like histories. When you're like the history of Egypt, and then yeah, it's like all contained to just that. Yeah, Egypt. That's yeah. why that's why I always had a problem with the way they taught history in school because we talked about it before. It was like oh shit, like during the Revolutionary War. Yeah. Fucking Mozart was cranking out hits. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if that's exactly lined up, but like all that shit you learned in music class and all that shit you learned in U.S. history and all that shit you learned in world history was all happening simultaneously. Yeah, it yeah. was like having like all different like you know having like you know Captain America over here, Iron Man over here, da 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 da. And then when you finally learn about World War II, it's the Avengers movie. All of them finally come together. But that's the only time you ever have them come together. Exactly. There's no like pre World War II. There was, I hate to <laughs> step on your. Don't say, don't do it, Sid, dude. What Let him saying? down easy. Let saying? him down easy. You know, so you're What's familiar with World War II. There was a, a war that was similar. <laughs> yeah, World War One. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah, but I mean, you kind of glance over World War. I. World War Two was the only one of the few times like, in history where the sequel was better. Because there was never like overshadowed it. World War One was like, all right, guys, <sighs> we get it. We had to like we had to test each other one of these days. He was the top dog. We did it. We figured it out. World War Two. That was that was like the that war. was too far. That was a little too far. World War One was like two Germans guys got in a, a fight inside a bar and they were fucking talking smack and like broke a bottle of each other's head and like the bouncers broke it up and they were like, all right, all right, go home, go home. And then they fucking went outside and then instead of going home, they fucking just. Met up yeah, in the parking lot and just killed each other. Knife from their car. Yeah, they that's fucking they popped II. the trunk on each other, and that's when they really went off. That's World War Two. That's saying? World yeah, War Two. Yeah. World War Two yeah. was legit, dude. Well, yeah, I mean, it did definitely did lead into it, and I'm no expert on it, but yeah, they were interconnected, and things fr- left like situations from World War Two. World yeah, War because I. like the whole issue with Germany was like they were going into debt because they had to pay off their shit from World War One. That's what gave rise to the like Hitler's party, and then yeah, you know, yeah, it's whole, you know, it's like Infinity War and then Endgame, dude. Yeah. It's part one, part two. It's weird. <laughs> it's all connected, dude. But World War two, World War One or the Great War, as they used to call it, because mm-hmm. they didn't know there was going to be and a two. The Forgotten Generation was the ones who fought it. Oh, really? Because they were overshadowed by the World War Two veterans. Yeah, yeah, they got they got Thanos snapped. <laughs> World War II Hitler did the snap <laughs> uh, they, It was the first time They were using chem- like Chemical weapons And mustard gas And stuff yeah, like yeah. that There's and, pictures on um, there's... In World War One, They still didn't figure out How to shoot Like guns Through Like on a plane They mm-hmm. put the gun Behind the propeller So people oh, would just Shoot their propeller Shit <laughs> Just get <laughs> fucked up how, how do you not think of that? How do you not know that's going to be a problem? How do you not? Because it wasn't spinning when they were putting the gun on it. (laughs) Also, like, airplanes had only been around for, like, 10 years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was the first time they ever fought with airplanes, and it was also the first time... Dude, it was the first time that every part of the world had seen what every other part of the world was up to. Like, there's literally pictures of German cavalry in World War I riding into battle with swords. Mm -hmm. Because, like, just what the cavalry did. And then they were like, wait... 
They were getting fucking taken out because that was when they had trench warfare and everybody died in those fucking trenches. Yeah, and yeah. They, nobody ever done that shit before. And so the fucking horses were falling and breaking their legs and they were just getting fucking mowed down. And they were like, oh, we can't, we can't do this anymore. Because before that, everybody like back in – before that, war was literally like you fucking walked out in the middle of a field with like a drummer – yeah. And he'd be like, boom. Everybody ready? <laughs> I right. do wonder how that works. Like, how does war work? Like, you fucking, like, who makes the call to just stop fighting? Because, like, they would say, One, like, the battle two, lasted, three. like, three days, right? Like, they would say, be like, the battle lasted, oh, like, yeah. three days. But, like, is there, like, a time of night when somebody walks on the field, like, all right, guys, we'll pick this back up in the morning? Well, I mean, that's, and I think that's kind of what happened, though. I think they kind of, it was, like, kind of like a nine to five thing. Like, they kind of, like... All got up in the morning, got to their places. All right, we're going to go to war now. And then it was over. And then, because in World War II, was it in World War One or World War Two, where, like, the enemies met on Christmas and ate Christmas dinner together or yeah. something? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, before people got fucking, was, like, yeah. tricky and dirty with war. Yeah, that was war a War was, was like, story, fucking, yeah. like, all right, get out of bed. We got to go to war right now. Don't worry, we'll be home by five. Yeah, I know. I somebody just on some podcast I listened to said that World War One was the first time they had um, what's it called, scorched earth. Uh, hmm? Yeah, I'll, uh, yeah, I was oh, still yeah, right up on talking that in the mic. Uh, yeah, something about scorched earth changed how they have, how they did warfare, where mm-hmm. they were like mm-hmm. trying to like march forward and take land, and then also scorched the earth so it couldn't be it wasn't even usable land Jeez. after that. Well, they used to have yeah salt Damn. the earth right back in the day. That was the thing they did. They would they would throw salt all over the field so that they couldn't grow anything. Mm-hmm. Jesus. And um, like yeah, when fucking uh, in the Civil War, when what's his name, Stonewall Jackson, mm-hmm. riding up the riding up the coast, riding up the south, he was just going to fucking places and just take the shit out, dude. Just fucking burn down the whole city. Or maybe it was a Union who did that. I think it was a Union who did that. We were like, we went to the south and we were just like, fuck it. Went into like Blacksburg, Virginia. Burn this shit down. Yeah. Now what are you going to do? That's like Viking shit. Blocked off the rivers, so they blocked off the train supply. They were literally, they would just go down and just hammer off the, the rails of the train so they couldn't ship supplies to each other. Hmm. We really just, we really did just kind of starve the South in the Civil War. We just kind of fucking just, we were like, oh, we fucking annihilated them, kind of. Yeah. And then, but France was, France was about to help the Confederacy, apparently. They were like, they were about it. Damn, did that just come out? I hadn't heard that. What? That France is about to help. No, the they kind of they they kind of stayed neutral, but they were they were looking at it and they were like, well, you know, like United States, like they helped us in the Revolutionary War because we were fighting Britain, who was their rival. Yeah, but France they love New Orleans. True. Oh, yeah, that's true, dude. So they were like, yeah, we got to back the Confederacy because Louisiana had New Orleans, dude. They had jazz. <laughs> they had jazz, dude. They were like, dude, I fucking love Wheezy, baby. <laughs> they were like, I know, dude, I know they're coming out, dude. Mark so Norman, all the guys. Dude. The jazz at that time was like a little plucky banjo ukulele. Like, yeah. My baby left me. Dude in a powdered wig, like going off. You know why they had powdered wigs? Because their hair was just so fucking gross. Oh, yeah, it was just so matted down and nasty. <sighs> gross, dude. Fucking powdered gross. the wigs so it hid the stench of their dirty hair. You <laughs> would powder their face and shit. You are right. I mean, the, the standards of the standards of, of beauty 
change drastically in terms of presentation. But in terms of just like certain qualities, I guess what I was trying to say is like certain physical qualities. Okay, so there's like symmetry, facial symmetry is like ideal or something. Like even just the idea, even just okay, put it this way: if you go all the way back, you take the argument to the limit. Let's say we all agree that being gay is not a choice, right? We all agree on that. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah. you know this people don't, but I, I think yeah, I don't remember picking to be. I don't think you picked to be straight, so I don't think you picked to be gay. If it's ingrained to you to be attracted to a certain sex, then there must be certain things about that sex that you're naturally attracted to, right? There must be certain things that about the male or the female that are intrinsic that would make someone instinctively attracted to them. So then you can extrapolate beyond that and say, okay, then what are those things about a male? I would say, uh, or or I'll use a female because I'm attracted <laughs> to females. <laughs> We're just gonna start with fucking nice dick, tight ass, broad shoulders, stubble, nice jawline, nice pecs. <laughs> See the now, nipples you know, through a tight shirt. Looks like Tarzan, acts like Jane. You know those kind of guys. <laughs> no, now, but like I'm, you know, I'm not gay, but, <laughs> but like these are what sake. I'd be looking for, dude. But uh, yeah, listen, there's certain things that like just last throughout time. I would say that's well, what I was getting. At. I don't know. I mean, I uh, I'm I'm not trying to make this like like me totally opposing everything you're saying. But it's okay, bro. But I would say individual people have in certain things that they're attracted to in oh, for sure. wh- who they're attracted to. So yeah, I guess there are overall societal yeah, things yeah. that people are mostly attracted to. Like you were saying with evolutionary stuff, like wide hips and breasts and stuff like that. That, yeah, that fat ass, big tits. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't that, like that, bro? That, but that, that you were saying goes back to stuff that you're looking for something in a mate that's evolutionarily going to be effective yeah. or whatever. But I mean, yeah, for somebody who's, um, who is attracted to the same sex, then there's no ev- evolutionary argument. Like, so that's true. So that's you're true. just what attracted is, to what you're attracted to. What is, what is the, what is the evolutionary benefit of being gay? Uh, yeah, I mean there there oh, isn't really, but I mean, I don't know. well, I think I don't know if this is like weird conspiracy theory. I don't like. I'm not. You know, I'm not saying this is real, but I have heard the argument that um, it's like a to stem overpopulation to keep that from happening. <laughs> Like, some species of animals will also do that if there's, like, too many of a certain animal and environment. I could actually get behind that. You're saying it's a natural, your body's natural. No, like it's a, like a, I don't know. It's like a... You think somebody put that in place, or you think... No, I don't think anyone put it in place, but it's like a like a genetic or whatever thing. I don't know. Yeah, no, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I did yeah. see some kind of long Facebook post from, like, a science teacher or something when they were saying, mm-hmm. like... When people say homosexuality is unnatural, is this whole list or or non-conforming gender identities or whatever like that? There are the all of these examples of species not conforming to male and female or switching and doing all this crazy stuff for evolution for reasons like that are beneficial, like you're saying to the yeah. species. Uh, so maybe somebody was just theorizing that homosexuality showing up in a species is can be to curb. I think I know what post you're talking about there. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, there's definitely there's definitely evidence of homosexuality in other species, and I, I think Eric was kind of onto something because like that actually does make sense if there was a an issue with overpopulation that perhaps there's something in our genome that clicks that is a way of kind of deterring that, which being homosexual would be the perfect way because you're not even like it's not even like you're not really even doing anything to the to the actual person who's gay is like you can still have sex, but you're just not gonna have kids. You know, it's like the perfect population control. You know, every time I've had sex, I haven't want to had haven't wanted to have a kid. So like, be no different for me. You know, in fact, sometimes I would be way less under stress if I was gay, because then I would never. I was about to say I'd never had to wear a condom, and then I was like, oh shit. I guess you do technically, but whatever. It's not the '80s anymore, dude. Uh, I fucking know. Yeah, I mean, you still want to be safe for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like in, in any. St- straight relationship where you have to make decisions about whatever kind of protection and stuff. Yeah. I saw the, I saw the, uh, the post that you were talking about and it was like, it was kind of, it was a, it was like, as I recall, it like listed like a bunch of like fish and different shit like that. And I was like, I don't know if the, like, I, I agree with the, the one they were talking about homosexuality, but I think it was mainly about like the trans thing. I was like, I don't know if this necessarily scientific is scientific evidence of like like because they were saying like the fish can like change its sex or something like that i was like but what does that have to do with like like mammals and like human beings are clearly sexually dimorphic right yeah and i think people's argument about trans identity is is more so about differentiating sex and gender Mm -hmm. that they that it's a whole experience like that gender is built up and defined by these certain things that that are social constructs but you know what's weird to me about that and and what's strange to me is like they'll say that gender is a social construct correct people Mm -hmm. that's like the the theory um and they'll say well it's a spectrum and there's no inherently masculine or feminine traits like if somebody's like um, more confident or something like that or like more like more dominant or something like that traditionally that would have been seen as a a masculine trait versus being more submissive and meek and stuff like that would have been traditionally throughout history seen as a feminine trait right like throughout history not saying that that is the way it is but just throughout time and culturally speaking so these would be masculine and feminine traits but they're saying that there is no such thing as a masculine and feminine trait which then means that how do you identify as a female and a male? Like, how, what does it mean to identify with a set of traits if there is no such thing as a masculine or feminine trait? Does that make any sense? Like, yeah. how do you identify with something that's not real? If you're saying it's not real to be masculine or feminine, that like, well, masculine doesn't have to mean being this macho dude, and feminine doesn't have to mean being this submissive, meek, cutesy thing. Mm-hmm. So like, then how do you identify as a woman? Besides yeah, just having I, a vagina, I think it's individual for each for each person what they what they choose how they choose to express their gender and what things they choose to or that they experience as being feminine and masculine. Because what you're saying is true that like it's baked in, it's all mixed together too. What's real and what has been built up with something just because of the way we've been doing things. Yeah, but it, there's a positive way to think about the feminine and masculine, like with like. I think with like the yin and yang, it's sort of about like the balance between masculine and feminine energy oh, yeah. or something. That's the way I look but, at it. Like I look, I, I I look at it like, yeah, I think that you know, I think that 
like the yin and yang is a perfect way of putting it. Like you need those masculine and feminine traits. I think that like I think that even in, within our society, you kind of have like um, even on like political lines, you have the people that are more like about like compassion and, and like can we help these people, and then you have the other people that are like you know we need to do this at the other thing. It's like that balance of everything is kind of like where we meet in the middle. Is like what like a mother and father, you know, like that. Mm. You you have the traditional mother who's the more nurturing, more intuitive, like emotional, supportive, and thing. And then you have the father who's traditionally like the disciplinarian, the like you know the rock and stuff like that. And it's like you need both of those. And I think that one of the thing I think that throughout, I'll say that the problem that I have with uh, modern feminism now is that there's kind of this like there's kind of this like <laughs> <laughs> I just think starting a sentence like that is very silly <laughs> well, I'll, well, I'll, I'll get to the I end know, I I'll know, get to the end I'm sorry <laughs> I, uh, I no, it's fine I just thought it was funny <laughs> the problem that I have with with, with just the like the lead into a clip <laughs> <laughs> edit the <laughs> Um, edit point <laughs> is that it was kind of I guess like there was like the woman's role throughout history right and the woman's supposed role throughout history was to be like the housewife and the homemaker and take care of the kids and things like that and then the the man's role was to go out and become be the breadwinner he was the one that went out to work every day and when he came home the wife was the one keeping control of the kids and making dinner and keeping the house in order you know that was like the traditional thing and then i guess women felt undervalued in that place they felt like they they weren't allowed the opportunity to do what a man did at the same time i think we kind of lost sight of the value of what they were doing and and i know you know there are you know, like my ex-girlfriend was an example. Of, like she felt like, like there was this kind of this like mantra or this this kind of like thought that was being spread around that like, well, if you're a woman who literally does like your dream in life is to have kids and raise a family and things like that, it was almost like you were made to feel like you were selling yourself short. Like, no, you have to go out and like try to have a career and do this stuff because that's like that's your if you if you just are a woman who wants to be like a wife and mother then you're not living up to like what you should be, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like that I feel like that has kind of been it's almost like basically saying like in my view of it, the mother and father role in that are equal, which is why when my grandfather died, he, my grandmother didn't have a job when he was in the fire department, but when he died, she got half his salary for the rest of her life because it was understood that the woman's role was as important as a man's role. Like, sure, they weren't both out getting jobs. And that's why people always say they're like, you know, back in like the 40s and 50s and 60s, a man could go out and support a family with with one job. One person could support a household. And it's like, yeah, but when all the women went into the workforce, then it was like the the labor, the, the employers had double the workforce, which cut the demand in half, doubled the supply and cut the demand in half. So now... Two people are making are making enough money to support a household versus when there was half as many people available, one person was. So it's like you're still in the same spot. You know what I'm saying? Well, I've heard it explained as the opposite that tech that because wages have gone down since then, job you could make more with jobs. Jobs were better. That's just what I'm in saying. General. Mm -hmm. So 
it can be seen as the the workforce has has yeah now has two parents working full time yes when in an ideal society that person should be working or like you could have you should be able to have two parents working 20 hours a week and still making the same amount exactly. that would be fair because exactly. then they would have more time to actually mm-hmm. like see their kids and stuff instead of both parents having to work full time and pay for childcare that's what um, I was going yeah that's what I was going to ask it's like is that really ideal cuz i remember thinking like geez, i i hope i hope that i make enough money to support my family because i would hate if both my wife and I both had to work full-time jobs and our kid was just in daycare 40 hours a week and we only saw him on the weekends and at night. And like, I don't think that that's how I would want my kids to come up, you yeah. know? And yeah. it's like, so are we really better off? Because I'm not saying like, what I'm saying is I'm very happy with the fact that, that um, within the first wave of feminism, that they, the gates were opened up. That it became a thing like no, you're you can be in the work because there was a time when like women couldn't like they were they, they couldn't be in the workforce I guess or like they were heavily looked down upon and stuff like that. But now that they can. It's like the next step was like with I think like what they call third wave feminism, which is like when it was like, well, let's not forget that also like we shouldn't make it so that they have to or that a man or like everybody has to do the same fucking thing. You know what I'm saying? Does it make any sense? Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm not super clear about the definitions of the waves of feminism. Me neither. But what I do understand, I mean, what I, what I kind of glean from hearing people talk about it, I think that feminism is just wrapped up in an overall cause for like, like kind of like radical politics, socialism and anti-racism and anti-capitalism is just all tied together. And just being a feminist is just just wanting basically equity and equality and just like fair distribution of resources in general. Yeah, but that's weird how like all those causes kind of get co-opted. It's like it's kind of like it's kind of like the reason why I never I I don't really like the term person of color because it implies that like basically that the entire world could be summed up as white people and people of color and and to say and it basically it it puts every non-white person every asian middle eastern indian hispanic black whatever in one umbrella category and says you guys are all people of color and then there's just white people and it and it kind of it, it uh patronizes in my opinion uh the di- all the different like like you know it, it it's kind of patronizing to like if I'm an Asian guy, it doesn't mean that I have the same experience as a Latino guy. It doesn't mean that he has the same experience as a black guy or a Middle Eastern guy. And so to just say like then so like when they do the same thing with feminism, like you said, where it just it, it just umbrellas all this stuff. It's like no, but being a feminist doesn't necessarily have anything to do with being uh, a capitalist or being a black guy or being a gay guy or being a trans guy these are all different experiences it does i feel like the definition of feminism does no i think you're right you're right in that that is how it's looked at no i'm saying no by definition i think if you look up the cause of feminism what the current uh like the current wave of feminism i believe it's all tied up in radical politics like left politics no i think you're yeah you're you're right 
You're right. I'm um, saying that I I don't like that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would okay. I I I was with you with the people of color thing. Yes, I understand. Like, but I think it's more so people use that because uh, there's been a like white dominating class and whiteness has been been sort of a social construct construct to to make people identify with make white people group together and be okay with the oppression of other other people like so until 40 years ago when there was outright like like by law racism and mm-hmm. when it was all like i feel like it was all propped up in order to subjugate people of color at that time and so it's like even though race isn't real like by science like there's no you can't identify a person's race by their dna necessarily like rate like the person of the i mean someone's skin color like you can have different races in 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 your blood but you can definitely i would say because that's another thing i would say that there definitely is like you can look at the the, and it doesn't mean that anything negative about it but like you can definitely see physiological differences between a right and a white guy and a black guy it's physiological but something that like i i just saw boots riley talk at the bma he's like uh the guy who made sorry to bother you um, I think I've heard that. And name. he's like a super radical dude. He was talking about how race, originally when that word was used, it meant um, species. So when black people were enslaved, the word race, like the, he's of a different race. Don't mm. worry, they're of a different race. So it's like yeah. they're of a different people, that, or not not even people. They were under the, uh, the constant, wait, the constitute, which one? Like we the people is referring to white a landowning i think or just like powerful white people um and it's i think it was probably it was probably referring to white landowning men but it maybe i don't know but at the time yeah black people weren't seen as people they were so it Mm -hmm. i mean just yeah using person of color it's just sort of like you kind of have to like talk in those terms these days because of all the stuff that like in order to undo the horrors of the past like in order to make a more just society you kind of have to address or you kind of have to use that kind of language because it had been the opposite it had been the main the overarching culture is white like so even in like other countries like where they still have like a pigmentocracy like in some south american countries where black people are subjugated and whiter people are more powerful and usually like of a different class yeah and even in indian countries they do that too mm-hmm. yeah. so it's used as that i mean so that's why person of color is useful in some contexts yeah but but yeah yeah, if you're going to do reparations or something you want to actually like they're they're not going to necessarily give reparations to black people who had just immigrated here uh you know more recently they're gonna do research and find people who come from lineages of actual enslaved people so yeah it's like you can't use it as a blanket thing to say that all black people have the same um like set of experiences and should be treated the same if we're trying to do like big overarching things to undo the the past stuff so yeah per- people of color can sometimes be too broad but, yeah but i don't know it's just used like i said like like uh w.e.b du bois like he was a uh, one of the, the i think people around then were creating the idea of sociology which um like i remember i had a sociology professor who was saying now, all the, like explaining that race was just a social construct, that it's not an actual DNA thing. Like you, like we're all the same people and we're all 
mixed in different lineages and mm-hmm. that it was used just like setting setting people apart by their physiological differences he was saying now if if these early sociologists knew that that it wasn't real why were they using race why did they establish the like these program or like groups to represent people of color or black people at the time um like it was because you have to do that to undo what had been done before because it had been separated by you're saying they had to divide people say that again that last part they had to use like the language of race to to differentiate so that they could advocate for those people to bring to make things more equitable like to be able to fight for the cause and undo stuff that had been done with racism you still have to use those like if we were in a totally just society if we if we never had all this racism and stuff yeah maybe we it wouldn't be as big of a deal to like differentiate between races like we wouldn't have to use words like people of color and stuff like that as much as we do now but it's kind of like we just have to use it in certain conversations when we're talking about uh like trying to get to the meat of issues like that like oppression and shit makes sense dude it was a good explanation i yeah. like that thank you that's cool yeah. just spitballing <laughs> <laughs> just going for it dude yeah, dude yeah you can put down your note cards now <laughs> and done that's the last <laughs> hell yeah dude that was sick dude went in i don't know yeah. but i'm not i'm no expert on any of that stuff but I don't know. I like to listen to people who like, I wish I was more informed about history and movements and stuff. Cause, it, cause mm-hmm. I learn about things all the time. Like, uh, like honestly listening to people talking about left history, because it's like, there are all these radical movements that get buried, like that aren't talked about, like mm-hmm. the black Panthers or something like that, oh, yeah, or yeah. like the more radical side of shit that was going on in the civil rights movement. It's like the main things that you hear about are like, like uh brown versus board of education and maybe like fdr or not uh lbj like passing the civil rights act and it's like okay this was this great important day in history when we were making this step to end racism but really it's like it was like lbj was i think he was like a racist dude like i don't think he was as progressive as people yeah he was known racist so it's more about the movements that were forcing him to do that yeah like well, I think because we only really hear about the extremes. Like when you said left history, the first things that came to my mind were like, like if you were to say like right wing history, like right wing history, you're going to think of the extremes first. You're going to think of like Nazism and things like that and like fascism and stuff like that. And when you say left wing history, I'm just thinking of like communist countries and socialist countries like that. And you rarely, it's like that because like the pendulum is like swinging either way. And so, but you don't really, you don't really stop to think about like this, all the stuff that led to getting up there, you know what I'm saying? Like, in order for Brown versus Board of Education, that, like, kind of, like, which is a big piece of history. I mean, if you ask anybody to name one Supreme Court case, that's probably going to be it, you know? That's, like, easily the most famous one, I would say. But, like, in order for that to get to the point where it was passed, it took a lot of super radical people who were, like, way off over here advocating for some crazy shit just to get that, like, small thing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, there's a lot of work that goes into something that is a blip on the history that we learn about in school. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think I, I just think we we don't learn the real history in school, and it takes a lot of like doing research. Like, there's a book called "The People's Hi- a People's History of the United States," mm-hmm. um, 
that tells history basically, for, and I haven't read it personally, but nice. I hear people talk <laughs> about it. I can't remember the dude's name that wrote it, but it's like a big thing that people get into in college or whatever that you, you read a people's history and it's like opens up your eyes to like the real history because it's told from the people's movements, like as opposed to how history is written from the winners the victors, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, like, I think, uh, honestly, I think communism is painted like we're still undoing red baiting and like, like the red scare and stuff like that. I think you find like, yeah, there are like, there are bad things that happen in, in the Soviet Union. Like there is a death toll or whatever. There's like, there are bad consequences. But then you hear about how things actually were in those societies. Like I've heard about how people were living on the in the communist side of the, um, of the Berlin wall or whatever, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. the, whatever that, that place was called at the time when it was still a Soviet union. Uh, and they just talked about how like shit was pretty good. Like people were really well paid and there was like, people. well, I think at the beginning of those, I think at the beginning, cause that was kind of the same thing with Cuba, like Cuba, when they first went communist, they were doing really well. And like Havana was like a, a, like a place to be and all kinds of shit. And, uh, but I think they were they were pretty much funded by Soviet Russia. They mm-hmm. were like a proxy over here. And once the Soviet Union collapsed, Cuba, you know, fell into fucking destruction too. So I think like communism, the theory, and like you know, you say like a death toll, but like every, if you talk about like death tolls throughout history, you're gonna say the Holocaust, six million people. But like, dude, the death toll over the course of communist Russia was like forty million people under Stalin. It's like fucking insane. It's like literally eight times or seven times as much as what Hitler did. And it's like, it just kind of gets brushed over sometimes. I well, feel I like. mean, I, even like Maoist China, like m- million, like I think it was like, what was it fucking like, it was like, uh, like hundred, uh, maybe like 80, 90 million people in Maoist China. And it's like, I think what happens is when the system first starts off, and there's money and it flows, but then eventually what happens is it runs out. And that's when you see all the death. I, I don't know. I, I truly I don't have the facts to back up where where the failings of, of communism are. Like mm-hmm. seems to me like the principle of it I like I truly do believe in communism and or but it just depends on what conversation you're in. Cause it's like I don't know how how like because in some senses, I might call myself a socialist or just like a person on the left or whatever. But mm-hmm. then as an ideal, communism represents we all just have the resources we need and we do the work that we need to do, but we're not forcing ourselves to do more work than we need to do. It's like it's just a fair distribution of resources and basically ki- sort of common sense of distribution of resources. There's no but, yeah, there's no personal bl- property. Everything. Well, n- no, I would say it's a. Well, in true communism, there isn't. I don't know I what, so, what yeah. you're speaking of. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess they could. I, I, I don't know the differentiation. I think there's, there is a fine line between private property and personal property because the abolishing private property just means that your workplace is going to be a co-op as opposed to a private corporation owning the workplace, like the workers owning the means of production. That's what that means. It's yeah. like just the idea that we don't need private entities to own things, like. That or I think but the steps to get there is we can take it one step at a time. It's just like we need more like the the idea of the commons is 
is something that has been receding, like common property and public spaces where there's like these days there are spaces that feel public, but if it's something that's like built up with shops and multi-use space and a lot of places in cities, even green spaces like parks and stuff, you'll find sometimes it's owned by a private company and you can't really, you can't have a rally there or something like that. Like they'll have private security or like Johns Hopkins having so much power in, in Baltimore, like that it's like, it's not, there aren't a lot of real public spaces or just the idea that. Yeah, we're glitching out for a second. Oh, we're good. We're good. All right, we're back. It's a system. Cutting my mic in here. Yeah, I think I think it's weird because especially uh, socialism even more so because socialism is one of those yeah. things. So the, is the DSA is that like just a social club? Uh, it's like um, a happy hour group or what's, I don't know. <laughs> it's a political or, it's a political organization. I mean, some people like the Democratic Socialists of America. Is that what that stands for? I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's a million, there's a bunch of different like socialist groups, and it's one of them. Like, so it's kind of been, I mean, it, it was something different, I think, in like the 20s. Like, there was the DSA, and it could have been like way more like active with, with union organizing and shit like that. I don't know, just a ton of different stuff. Like, there was a communist party in the 20s and 30s, yeah. and there was, it was just, there's like a million card carrying communists, like American communists back then. Mm-hmm. And then there was this red scare and like all this like stamping out of communism. And so that's why there's like a, uh, a like a looming kind of like, like people being scared of it. But yeah, DSA is kind of like people, I'd say it, it, it's socialist, democratic socialists. I think like, uh, that's what, what Bernie Sanders identifies as a, dem, a democratic yeah. socialist, but really, his policies are kind of like more social democracy, which is more what FDR and the New Deal and stuff like that was mm. when he he's kind of like he, he probably agrees with like workers owning means of production and stuff like that. But the policies he's proposing is more so just social programs that are still. Yeah, it, it seems like democratic socialism. And it sounds like he, he he especially makes a distinction, even though I feel like the American public. Or, or I would say the Democratic Party has become increasingly more comfortable with the uh, the label socialist. I feel like a lot more people have embraced it lately, which isn't a bad thing. But it is weird that like if you ask people, if you ask a hundred different people what socialism is to them, it's like kind of like there's not like so. That's why I was saying communism. When you talk communism, communism is a pretty defined thing. Like socialism is like in my opinion everything in between capitalism and pure communism. Communism to me is like the end of the spectrum like that's like you've it's there that's what it is socialism is like everything in between and like i feel like i you know obviously when you talk to like a staunch libertarian um the guy you know the, those type of guys that are like oh police force police forces should be private roads should be private military should be pri- everything should be privatized the government should get out of everything blah blah blah, blah. um i don't agree or educate all education should be private like there's certain things that i definitely think we're better off publicly funding like you know roads military um i think you know public education you know stuff like that you know so like i don't i don't go that far but like when it comes down to like talking about workers owning the means of production we may have had this conversation in the past maybe it was with somebody else maybe it was i think with somebody else but like the problem that i have with that is like let's say you know it 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 undermines and it, it ignores the reality that like in order for that factory to be there, like for instance, if, if this podcast started taking off or something like that, like 
and and Eric and I started getting sponsorships and all kinds of listeners, and we were making an income to like a, a, to the point where we could start hiring employees. Why the fuck should our employees make as much as us? Were they here when we were investing our own money into building the studio and paying for advertisement and paying for the Instagram promotion and doing all these things? Were they there or did the workers just come when we created something for them to come to? And the idea of workers owning the means of production in this, in this analogy would be that Eric and I do all this shit. We take the risk. We drop out of school. We do all the things that it took in our life to make this a reality. <laughs> Trap house. We dropped out of school like four years before we started a podcast. <laughs> Whatever, dude. You know, but we, you know, we went down a certain path in our know, lives. For sure. We went down a certain path in our lives because, you know, we, we obviously had different visions personally, but like we still have a, a, a you know, a co-vision with this and everything like that. And where is the value of that when you talk about, you know, now I'm going to hire four dudes and now we're all going to make the same amount of money? Well, uh, workers owning the uh, or, or they're going to own this company. Why fuck you own my company? This is my fucking studio. You work for me. It's more so okay. So there's a there's there's a media company that's starting right now that is going to be a co-op, and their whole mission is to be an anti-capitalist streaming platform called Means TV or Means Media or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to start like a Netflix-like streaming service so that people to offer people a platform to make TV shows and animated shows and documentaries and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The way they explain their co-op, it's going to be, so it started by two peop, two main people that are like a couple and they, they do video stuff. They used to work in commercials and stuff like that. And they said if, uh, so like, like they're con the people who put up content, they're going to pay royalties. They're going to have a standard kind of like royalties system for that. But for people who work for them, I think it was something like if you work for them for six months, then you start getting, a vote in decisions like so it doesn't make you the leader of the every every it doesn't mean everybody who works for for the company makes the makes the same amount and has equal say it might in a vote in a voting situation but that's basically it it's just giving giving a worker uh and also a percentage of the profit they're going to get a profit share so it's basically just that like you get a vote in making decisions and there still can be leadership in a co-op kind of company. But in a communist in a communist country, you don't have like the owner of a business, and you don't have that guy like the guy who. So like, okay, there, there so you, can be private and or I guess that's it's not, not communism though. Yeah, you no, can't, I feel like that's like that could be so in a socialist economy maybe. But like you got it like like if I if I like the guys I've worked for at Seasons and and Melting Pot like these guys took out a business loan, they rented the thing. They rented the building and they, you know, without knowing full well that they're taking a risk of maybe the shit's not going to work. Maybe they're going to have to sell it. Maybe they have to go out of business. When you show up as a worker, you you clock in for 10 hours. I have to pay you for those 10 hours. That's part of the reason why you don't make as much as me is because there's no guarantee that after I pay my rent and my electricity and my food and my liquor bills and everything that I do to keep the fucking lights on in the building, there's no guarantee that I'm going to make any money that month. Well, you have to understand, profit is created by the worker. So none of that shit would happen if you didn't have a worker there doing the work. So I understand a person that. can... <laughs> I understand that, but profit isn't simply for the so worker. So therefore... Okay. Because that theory is that, that the labor the labor value of, of uh, whatever it is, labor value of profit, that, that all profit is stolen uh, yeah, it, it, from the it labor? Is, it is excess labor. It is the excess value that you're getting from a person... 
more than what you're paying the wage that you're paying them. So yes, okay. In, in but that implies that there's no value in what you're doing. That implies like okay, no. if you're if yeah, you're a you're person gonna who get works, paid. A, you're going to get paid for your job running the company as the owner of the company. It just means that a hundred percent of the profit is not going to the person who owns the company. It's saying pro, the pro, we're going to decide what we're going to do with this profit. So like that doesn't mean. Like a, a, a co-op still has to pay their expenses and stuff. So they're saying we made this amount of profit, we'll cover our expenses, and then we'll decide, say, if we want to use some of this profit to expand and like get a new location or whatever. But it just means that the worker has a say in what happens to but that profit. But profit is why you go into business. Like if I'm a business, if I'm a person going into business, my income is profit. That's how I make my money. Yeah. So how could you say that if if how is the owner getting paid if not through profit? They would get paid. You would decide By how who? much they get paid. Okay, so, but you just said that profit the workers is would decide. So the workers decide what the owner makes? Everybody get, yeah, they would decide together. Like there might be there might be a leadership some leadership where but uh, like where um certain people would make logistical decisions or whatever. You wouldn't necessarily But yeah, the idea is that your your lowest worker is going to it's going to be transparent. You're going to be able to see how things are run, uh, and yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, yeah. I don't know if I'm doing the best job of explaining it, but no, you're I'm, just explaining how companies work. Yeah, I mean, I just like in my opinion, the worker decides how much they make by whether or not they take the job. No, it no worker. I understand don't. there's other things, but like if you if you come to me, like for instance, like when I pay you to come to gigs, like mm-hmm. if I came to you. And I said, yo, I'll give you a hundred bucks to come play bass for me. If you said no, then my options would be, well, can I afford to pay him more? Or am I just not going to have a bassist? Or am I going to find somebody else who is willing to do it for a hundred dollars? You know what I'm saying? So I'm not forcing you into anything. I'm not forcing you to play bass with me for a hundred dollars. If you agree to play bass for me at a hundred dollars, at that point, if I wanted to be a dick, it doesn't matter what I'm getting paid from the place. It matters that I came to you with an offer the same way that place came to me with an offer. And I said, hey, I will give you $100 to play for three hours base. And if that is worth it to you and you agree to do that, then we've made a mutual agreement. We've made an exchange at that point. Yeah, but Jimmy, you pay people, you pay musicians fairly because you have a certain sense of morality with that. I'm assuming yeah. you don't. you didn't get paid... Like, I think you were even possibly transparent with me, like, how much you yeah. were making for a gig yeah. and telling me, like, you're going to basically make 50% or whatever what we're getting paid for the gig. Mm-hmm. But as a capitalist, as a business owner, there's no uh, incentive for you to do that. Like, in most businesses, their incentive is to pay as little as possible and give as little benefit as possible and maximize profit. Because yeah. And then extrapolating that into bigger businesses when you have a board or investors or whatever, like your shareholders, you have a fiduciary responsibility. You like that word? I don't know what it Good means. Good word, dude. But <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows what it means, but we know what it means. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We know it's it worked like there. Money work. stuff, <laughs> yeah. You have a fiduciary responsibility yeah. to maximize profit. And for some reason, companies, they, this is how capitalism works. They want to make... they. They they see it as a failure if you made gro- like a gross amount of profit, and I'm using gross like in the layman's terms, yeah, like yeah. an ex- mm-hmm. a, a sick amount of profit, like Walmart or whatever. How they're exploiting their lab their 
workforce, paying people as little as possible. For some reason, they still have to make more the next year. And otherwise, they see that as a failure of the CEO, like the CEO is doing a bad job if they make the same amount of immense profit. Yeah. So for some reason, capitalism is like... Well, because they have investors. Yeah. And they have to, and the investors are just, only giving money because they intend to make money from it. That's what an investment is. But Walmart could it uh if it became a co-op tomorrow, it the workers are what's making it happen. It's not board members that are making the day-to-day operations happen. The idea is that a restaurant is still going to work the same way if you didn't or like not restaurant, but say a chain or a corporate kind of restaurant like all these people making a shitload of money for doing a good job at, at what? Like making shitty corporate policies, making people's lives like a hell, like making, making ro- like... Yeah, but they're also, like, look at Cheesecake Factory, for instance. Cheesecake Factory is the number one sit-down restaurant chain in the world. Most highest grossing, biggest one. I worked there for two years. I didn't have anything to fucking do with them becoming the biggest thing in the world. All I did was show up needing a job. Yeah, but still at the, 19 years old and I, said, hey, I would like money. And they said, oh, great. We have 300 locations all over the globe. More than that. Thousands of locations all over the globe. You need money? Come work for us. I'm not like that. Yeah, they do. There is a lot of value in what the people at the top do. The fucking college kid waiters are not responsible. No, man, I, I, I completely disagree like we with need that. each other. But the need for each other, that's what paying someone is. I'm paying you for the value you give me. Well, how much were they paying you? If you don't mind me asking, like, what um, was your wage? Well, when you work in the restaurants, it's, it's you get like three dollars an hour in the U.S. Yes. So you know if they're saying? making a gross amount of profit, why are they not sharing that profit at least a little bit, paying you fifteen an hour or something? Because it, because they're, they're still probably making like of selling all that boo, that booze and food and stuff for your hour of work that they're paying you three dollars. They might be making like sixty dollars of profit in that hour, and it's like. Yeah, you, they can cover all their overhead and pay you triple sure. what they were paying. And you. you know, particularly in the restaurant industry, and this is something that's unique to the restaurant industry, um, because it's the only industry where you don't have to pay somebody minimum, minimum wage. wage. Yeah, you yeah. can pay some. But if you talk to anybody who works in a restaurant, at least anybody who works in a restaurant that has customers, no server would take minimum wage over. Three dollars plus tips. That's not necessarily true. There are people who go go work a shift. I've heard, like, I listen to this podcast called Street Fight Radio, where it's all they do these call in shows where people call in and complain about their jobs and stuff. But it's like a fun, it's like a comedy show, and they're like anarchists or whatever. So you get it. You actually get a picture of what what people working regular jobs are like. There's tons of examples of people having to go into work when it's dead in the restaurant, and they're for the their boss is making them clean or something like that while they're making. Well, actually, there is a there. there, uh, I should add that there is a law that says if over the course of one pay period, your claimed tips plus hourly does not equal or is greater than minimum wage in the restaurant is required to to pay you the difference. Mm -hmm. So if you let's say everybody gets paid biweekly, let's say if over the course of two weeks, minimum wage in Maryland right now is ten dollars. Say, if over the course of two weeks you average less than ten dollars an hour after tips. The restaurant has to pay you minimum wage. So you in the restaurant you are guaranteed minimum wage technically. Yeah. I mean it's still shitty though. But, it's like seven twenty five yeah. or maybe nine dollars here in Maryland. It's or ten. Something. Ten ten, I think, right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, a couple of years ago I was making nine at yeah. the job. It was, it, when I was when I was working at Abercrombie and I was eighteen, it was still seven twenty five, which is still the federal minimum wage. Mm-hmm. But in Maryland, they made the law, I think back in oh eight, I wanna no, not oh eight. 
uh, probably like 2012 or something, where yeah. it like progressively isn't went up. It, um, isn't this July going to be the $15 thing? Um, no, I think they said it's 2020. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that was because originally that was a up. thing. Originally, two years ago, they were talking about doing the, um, just in Baltimore City, which I thought would have been a terrible idea if Baltimore City was the only locality in the entire state that was required to pay $15 an hour. It's like, well, all the business people are just going to move to the county. That's not true. You can't move every business to the bring, county. But why? Why? Okay, but like, you're, first of all, you're not going to attract anybody to come in. That's yeah, not true. The, why would you because opt? you'd want to make $15 an hour, dude. I'm talking about as a business owner. Oh, okay. Why would a business owner go, oh, I can open up a shop in Towson and pay $10 an hour, or I can go two miles down the road and have to pay everybody $15 an hour? Why wouldn't you just open well, up a Towson? Seattle is Seattle's minimum wage is like 15 or something, and it did nothing to but what's, affect what's, their restaurant industry. But what's Washington's industry? minimum wage as a state? What, Washington? Is the state? Because I can understand if the entire state has a minimum wage, but they were talking about just making it Baltimore City. And I was like, well, Baltimore City is a relatively small a portion of the entire state of Maryland and if you're trying to get business to come into Baltimore City why would you make it so that you're making it basically why would any business owner want to open a store or let's say a, let's say like a retail store in the city because if he has to pay 150% more than in the county because it's still a city it's still the place where all the people are there's still shit to to make money off of like but i even reject the the setup of that Posing it that we need businesses to come in in order for a city to run effectively. What else? Where else are we going to get the money to make the city work? You need tax well, revenue. That's all the city has. The city doesn't have a vault of money that they just have for no reason. It's all taxes and shit. I mean, I don't know. There's, but the, there's a shitload of tax. If you want people to be employed, if you want people to have jobs, there need to be places to work. There can be jobs programs that, like, we have our infrastructure is crumbling. We have all this shitty stuff that we have to fix, but we're inviting private businesses. All right, so we're going to gonna go in and build roads and build a bunch of shit and yeah. build houses. No, like, fix like the shit that we need to fix. Yeah, and then, but for for what? If there's no businesses in the city, then what what is gonna what is the point of people coming to the city? Just what? I'm just saying we 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 can ca take care of people. We can have the goal be to take care of people. And I think, I don't, I reject the the notion that businesses are going to shutter or they're not going to want to open if we pass a $15 minimum wage. I think it's absurd that the may, the city council, which is all but like two members, are super like corporate Democrats. Like there's only mm -hmm. two progressive people on the city council, like somewhat progressive people. They passed a $15 minimum wage and our fucking mayor, uh, uh, vetoed it after speaking with the local business, the small business council. Or well, they, yeah, she vetoed it. And I actually, I'm not a big fan of Mayor Pugh, but I actually agree with that move. And I agree with it mainly because the one, other than what we just talked about, obviously we disagree on that, but um, they were making it so that it was only applicable for people 21 and older for the minimum wage. So like if you were 18, if you were 18 to 20, then you could, you were still only entitled to the regular minimum wage of $10, the state minimum wage of $10. So I was like, okay, well, if I'm a business owner and I have this minimum wage position, let's say running a cash register or washing dishes, I'm just going to hire an 18-year-old to do it for $10. Why would I hire a 21-year-old or older to do it if I had to pay him 150% as much? And so if the entire point of raising the minimum wage is to help people have a livelihood, all we're really doing is kind of undercutting those people. By making them less desirable employees than the than the young eight high school age people, 
So that was my that was my qualm with it, um, and I think the current law that got passed in Maryland doesn't include that. I hope it doesn't, because I feel like that is a really stupid fucking stipulation. You're really screwing over people 21 and older by making them have to get paid more than people who are a year younger. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but you're just talking about like low skill. That's what I'm saying. But the, it's a minimum wage argument. We're talking about minimum wage. Like, I know, but you're like you're arguing for like the. The jobs that like a teenager should have, which is a minimum wage job. Yeah. It's all that's yeah. all bullshit. Though, what, what? There's no unskilled, skilled and unskilled. That's that's it, we don't need to be speaking in those terms because somebody working in a fast food restaurant, even if everything's like like laid out in front of you and so, like it's supposedly an unskilled job, though when you think in a left mindset, those people are create making everything happen. The workers are doing hard work. To make a fast food restaurant happen, why are they being paid so little? Like, I'm the, not going to disagree with you about the paying so little because I think they, everybody could be afforded to be paid more. Sure, I'm yeah, sure on, on a big corporate At level, least to, you know, they, like, like to sustain yourself. When we use okay, when we use the example of Cheesecake Factory, that's that's different than when I use the example of like a small town bomb and pop restaurant in the city or something like that. Like, well, people always say like, oh, these these billionaires could afford to pay their employees more, but it's like, yeah, but not every restaurant is a big billionaire CEO. Not every business owner. A lot of business owners are just regular dudes who are trying to scrape by. Well, and if you made them pay $500 more a week in labor, the same way if somebody raised your rent by $2,000 every month, you not, wouldn't be able to do it. It's not the same, though. How is it not the same? If you're, if you're required to pay somebody more and you have, you have 10 employees and they're all working 40 hours a week, let's say, for the sake of argument, 400 hours that you have to pay $10 an hour, that's $4,000 a week for labor. If you raise it to 15, now you have to pay them $6,000 a week for labor. You're now paying $4,000 a month more. Maybe maybe you don't have $4,000 more a month if you're a small yeah. business owner. But you're I just mean, a dude who's probably living in a, in a townhome. You're not a fucking, not every business owner is this fucking guy who just has a vault of money that's like, oh, I got to pay these peons more money. And I will also say, that somebody – the reason why there's different value because somebody – you could take Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber can flip burgers at McDonald's. Your average McDonald's employee cannot do what Justin Bieber does. There's a value system to skill. That's why people go to college to acquire a skill so they can make more money. And Justin Bieber is the epitome of a skilled worker, you're He's saying? He's the most skilled person in okay, the world. Okay, let me put it this way. Take a guy who's a, a rocket scientist at NASA. There's only so many people in the world, or a brain surgeon, there's only so many people in the world that can do that thing, and that's why he makes the money he makes, because he's rare. But No, it's, it's, it's not like that, though. Because how is it not like that? Even if you look at what people were making minimum wage 30 years ago, like on Street Fight, they talked about Mike Rowe specifically. He had some kind of story about how he worked his way up. Like, he was a projection... Like, he had some shitty job at a movie theater, Eric, and, yeah. <laughs> and then he, like was able to get in the projectionist thing and then and then somehow that led to like he worked that many years and then he was like oh this is my I want to get into entertainment ultimately or something like that and I don't remember how he transitioned from that to that but mm -hmm. like they pointed out they did the math on what he was actually making at m minimum wage or or like where he jumped up like he was making like 12 an hour or something like that as a projectionist in today's dollars he was making like $30 an hour and he yeah, talks yeah. all this shit about like, well, I think people are complaining too much. Like people were like, if you just pull your pants up and like have these soft skills and shit like that, he doesn't know shit about 
like working class people in Baltimore. Yeah, dude, my pants have holes in them. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I'm not disagreeing with you that people could afford to make more money. I will say this. Well, at least it should be what people were making. Why is the minimum wage not tied to inflation? Why does inflation get to eat away at what people make every year that there's inflation? Yeah. yeah. No, in terms in terms of uh, uh, like to use the example of the rocket scientist and the guy like I'm not saying me saying that different people deserve different amounts of money like you said like that whole that it was all bullshit the idea of a skilled versus unskilled worker. I blatantly disagree with that there's a major difference between that's why they have entry-level positions that's why they have jobs that anybody can do and that's why the higher up you go the line the less people can do it and that's what that's how you have value in a society is by being a rarer thing that's what determines value is how is how uh, uh scarce it is scarcity determines value yeah in capitalism but it doesn't have to be like that because capitalism like boots riley but was d- saying that it, capitalism depends on uh, on unemployment and it cap like uh, he was saying the stock market suffers when unemployment goes down which you would see as a positive for society but it is a negative because it it uh if if we had full employment under capitalism it wouldn't work because then the workers would be able to they would dem- have leverage yeah they would yes, have leverage would have because leverage. i agree with that i agree with that i i think the only thing that we're not seeing eye to eye on is that I think that you take it when you go not you specifically, but the ideology of communism. I am I can get behind figuring out what uh, is a what is a necessary amount of money for someone to make to survive. I can't. Yeah, I don't necessarily about making things fair. Yeah, making things fair is cool. Making things fair is cool. I'm not completely on board. I don't think that a person making minimum wage. I don't think that a minimum wage job is meant for somebody to have. Uh, uh, support a family, have a car, you know, take vacations. Why have... shouldn't it? Why shouldn't it be like? Why can't it be twenty five an hour instead of? Uh, why are we talking in these tiny little increments? Like when, like I said, their value of their work is probably double even twenty five an hour. Like you know, they're the company is still able to make profit off of that, or at least it should be transparent how much the company is making in profit based on that labor. I'm just saying unskilled labor, the idea of unskilled is used to say that you shouldn't expect that this job should well, be, it, you should be able to how, live off um, of this job. How how would, um, like you brought up inflation earlier, how would you fend off inflation in like an economy where all of a sudden everyone's making $25 an hour, everything else, you know, I feel like everything else would, you know, increase in price to the point where it would still be equivalent to making like 7.25 or 8 an hour or something. You know what I mean? No, I mean I don't think I don't think it's proven that it's not gonna that raising that wages quick. causes inflation. I think inflation just happens. Like inflation I think is actually based on like stuff like market like stock markets and stuff that they kind of like cudgel like or whatever you call it like they coerce it or something like that where it's like they play with uh, interest rates and stuff like that. I don't really know, honestly, but but the the fact of the matter is, like, I'm just saying, workers create the profit, and they should at least be able workers to decide. Workers create some of the profit. What would um... also the you know the guy like the guy? Pay, I'm sorry, Eric. Go on. How would like how would uh, what's like the position behind like? I don't know, because like pe- like farmers and people like that, like they all work off of mainly like 
getting like agricultural like kickbacks and shit from the government subsidies yeah like would that just like increase more to the point where it would be equivalent to 15 or whatever or i don't know i'm not sure how that works um i'm not i'm not against the minimum wage being raised i'm not against it i am i i do have my doubts on what the minimum wage should be i don't know i feel i really do feel like 15 was just a number that was like thrown out i feel like bernie sanders started saying 15 and then everybody just kind of went along with it no there is a whole there's a fight for 15 it's like it's been a part of the the fight mm-hmm. for increasing the minimum wage but yeah i agree i don't think it should be set on 15 i think it should be more like tied to inflation and sort of decided to like how you see those studies of how much it costs to get a one bedroom or whatever mm-hmm. also a big part of left uh, politics is decommodifying certain aspects of society like housing food all the essentials basically it doesn't need to be a market like well i mean i the, the only thing i guess the the fundamental disagreement that we have because I, I i can see i can meet you in the middle on a lot of things like i'm not i'm not sitting here being like fuck everybody who's making minimum wage get a better job um but i will say that in a society, I I don't I do believe that if you have a like when you're talking about I'm taking this lim- to the limit of communism like where the, where the workers are on the means of production everybody and any any extra value is stolen in a society where if you have a guy who's doing flipping burgers and you have another guy who's doing fucking rocket science that guy should have that guy should be allowed to have more we shouldn't live in a society where this guy has to forever, has to be he, he's not allowed to have make a better life for himself and have his own things going when he has a he is of a, a higher value yeah communism doesn't or socialism doesn't mean everybody makes the same amount of money it just means like i said everybody has it's democratizing it's like well if nobody if there if we're decommodifying food and housing and that's just to say so that, i can't have a bigger house than the other guy no, it doesn't mean we you have can't, to live in. It well, how, mean if you it's, can't privately own a house, it just. I mean, you, if it's decommodified, how do you own a decommodified thing? It means that commodity. you don't rely on the market to figure out all this real estate stuff. It means we put more effort into like like how like guaranteed housing and guaranteed food and shelter and all that stuff. We can do it. Like, even, well, that kind of we already have guaranteed food and shelter. We have section no, we eight. Don't. We, we do, dude. No. Talk, we don't have a welfare system in the country. Yes, but it it was it was gutted by the Clintons. Like, yeah, it's not in the same way as you might think, but it's not enough to. Why do we have homeless people? Like, there isn't guaranteed housing for everybody, and it's it's absurd. Like, it's it's really like shameful that we have homeless people. Like, it doesn't make any sense when we have these. Like, why is inviting? Why is having a um like Pandora, like a big jewelry company? A huge ass building popping up these skyscrapers in Baltimore when we have homeless people like we could instantly be able to skim off even if we're not uh, expropriating that business which I be- which leftists believe that we should basically take all private pro- uh, not private yes private property because that means pri- like privately held not personal property but it's about expropriating that wealth and taking it back for the people. But then what's the incentive of Pandora opening a business there then? You don't need in- incentive and in business and stuff like that. The the 
We have resources. So you're telling me a guy's going to invest a bunch of money into building a building for a business he's not going to make any money off of? No, I'm saying we we don't need that paradigm of creating businesses in order to feed people or house people. Well, like Pandora's we not feeding anybody or housing anybody, so they're not. They have nothing to do with that. Yeah, and they're. I mean, but, but they are. Wealth. They're I employing mean, people. Yeah, some people, but and they're I'm, paying no, taxes. I'm sure to some level. I'm just saying. Which, why if are that, we? If how much? How much less? Like, like these businesses. Like that's why. That's why city. Like that's why, uh, Baltimore was one of the cities that was trying to get. Um, Amazon to open up a warehouse in like Sparrows Point or something. Yeah, and that's bullshit. That's gonna st- that's gonna create some middle management jobs and a lot mo- of shitty jobs. Okay, but we don't. You need jobs. You don't. You're saying you don't need jobs. We're just gonna like. That's yeah. what creates the wealth. Like these companies, like when you the the money that the government has is just stolen wealth from the people that worked and started businesses. No. The government doesn't have money. That's no, what taxes no, no, are. No. Where's the government get their money? Resources. Like if we lived like Native Americans or whatever, we would just be happy. We would just have the resources. So now you're talking. You're talking about like no cars, no. Like yeah, I'm not. No. Sa- I'm using it as an extreme. If w- I'm saying if we wanted to create an egalitarian society, we would look at the resources we have and not pile up all this wealth and be making doodads and stuff. Like we don't even need manufacturing in the way that we see it. Like we don't need to be making all this shit. It's all just like, like okay, so like on podcasts, like you hear like Blue Apron and something or something like that, or Mac Weldon, mm-hmm. and then you'll hear three other things pop-up that are exactly the same as that the same Mm -hmm. kind of service like so we don't need this entrepreneurship and innovation or whatever it's pointless it's all just like like creating another company to do the exact same thing but maybe try to undercut the other company while it's creating more plastic and making the making like putting more a load on more of a load on the the postal service, which is like underfunded, also, and then Amazon is like, but there's a them demand for shit. it, obviously, or else these things would be out of business. Like people are purchasing. Yeah, but it's it. it's it's causing climate change. Like if we really want to, let um, me ask you a, a question: If you could choose to say, let's say that in order to live in a completely egalitarian society, we would have to forego all of the technological advancements that we have that are contributing to things like climate change and like like we got no more planes no more cars no more iPhones no more any of that no more internet no more fucking listening to podcasts no more microphones to do stand up comedy in no more electricity all the different things that were created by innovators that made these things happen because there was an incentive for them to make it happen so that they could they could have a business and make profit off of the thing that they created if we got rid of all of that would you choose to live in that society or the society we live in now? I, d- I, I don't think it's a realistic question because it's not like that. We just have to decide where to go from here. We have all all that stuff is already created. Yeah, I would say if I or have like, to. Are you just like you guys just want to pick to stop now? Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. If if we're enslaving further? people to create iPhones, yeah, we got to do as soon as we can stop that from happening. Like stop what we're doing yeah because we well first of all when you say we do you mean united states or the world because we don't have any control over what the world is and iphones aren't getting made in the united states well yes i would uh well okay so so something a company like apple i know there's something called foxconn which is a bigger company that Mm -hmm. is responsible for the private uh like contracted factories that actually make the phone so that they can be not directly tied to them 
so they can be breaking labor laws and whatever exploiting people but apple doesn't come back on apple directly yeah uh what was i gonna say with that um i would say that there's an idea of solidarity of workers here and and with people internationally that doesn't mean we should open up trade like stuff like the like nafta or whatever where it's making us compete like it's making jobs get outsourced where they can exploit people but there is an idea of having solidarity with workers everywhere and the idea of an international international is like some kind of leftist thing where idea where there's like unity of workers everywhere basically but yes i would say like <laughs> they I, call it international yeah the international it was like some there was some <laughs> kind of like big conference or something and there's a song that goes with it uh, <laughs> but yeah I, that I, sounds I, so lame <laughs> <laughs> no nah, man it's cool you gotta hear it you gotta check it out it's yeah. a banger yeah, I, I agree with you that the, the NAFTA is a bad move. But the reason NAFTA was a bad move was because these companies like that were building cars and shit in the United States could then take their shit over to Mexico and build it by not because that's the thing that's the thing that I think gets lost in the minimum wage debate is that first of all, you can't simultaneously say we need to raise minimum wage and that we don't need jobs. I which didn't is say we don't need jobs. I'm saying there you can have jobs programs so like the Amazon, new deal like shit where you just make jobs rebuilding infrastructure sh- stuff that we need to do and you can give people jobs like or you or you can make it have a ubi that's one solution a universal basic income which you guys talked about like mm-hmm. but the shit with a- andrew yang like saying a thousand dollars it's is is good well, like that's just a number he's saying that's something yeah but that's something that technocrats as they call them people who just believe that i don't know it's it's like capital people who are capitalist and think that technology is gonna be the solution for like silicon valley people but a thousand dollars a month i feel like that would cover shelter and food not necessarily if rate if the rent is just based on the market rents around here are like you can't get a one you can maybe get a one bedroom for like a thousand but i'm not talking about one bedroom though i mean like in your situation right now in my situation right now, I'd say, you know, 700 or whatever covers rent and utilities, I assume. Not necessarily. It's It just depends where you're looking. I mean, yeah, I, I pay 500 for rent and then a little bit, maybe around 600 with everything. Yeah. We're living in a two-bedroom with people, but you can't raise a family on that if everybody just gets a $1,000 UBI. It'll, it also allows workers to still get exploited by their but is it the government's job to because even before even before like the the capitalism took off like people were living off their own land and things like that like you still had the feudalism where people were like working land they didn't own i'm talking about way back i'm talking about like dawn of civilization Mm -hmm. before any of these ideas of communism and capitalism all the modern economic theories people were growing their food and eating it yeah and, and I think, and it would still, be that required them. That. But but that's not that's not a, a separate entity providing for your shelter and food. That is you providing for your shelter and food. Yeah, but in this situation, a homeless person doesn't own land to be able to farm on. If we had more community farms, and a homeless person actually could, like, if there was a community farm that was feeding all the people in the area. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to that. No, yeah, I wouldn't be opposed but to that. But at the state we are now, a homeless person is surrounded by private property, and they're shooed off to, like, they're shooed off private property, 
And then the local government also kind of just keeps them away from the nice areas or whatever. So mm -hmm. they have to just go find, and I, I'm not speaking from, I don't know too much about it, but they're just, they just keep getting right pushed. Me. They get pushed away from private property that, that, uh, powerful entities don't want them around and they just kind of get ignored. Yeah. Like, mm. so it's not the same set of principles as we're just living off the land. And like, but, like but I said, to, to your point about the community farms, that's actually a good idea. I like that idea. Um, but even in that example, that still requires the person to till and, and seed their own land and actually provide, like actually provide a labor for value like even if it's not being paid to them through someone else, they have to still work, even if it's just to subsidize themselves. So like the idea of just a separate entity, i.e. the government, just giving you money for doing nothing but in socialism, is not the same as living off your own land. That's not the same thing. I don't see the government as a... Okay, there is something called the state, which is we don't all have influence over it. Right now it's locked up. It's this entity that is separate and alienating. And I've heard it defined as like the Reagan and Thatcher idea of the state was the nanny state where I guess it provides in some minimal ways and then also like sort of like punishes people, quote unquote punishes people for what they see as personal failures or whatever. So, and then I think, and somebody I listened to on a podcast was referring to what we have now as the, evil stepmother state where it's even worse than that we have Super less welfare state. yeah <laughs> <laughs> that the only time you interact with the state if you're a per poor person is through enforcement or like like they're not helping the state is not helping you very much but what we're saying well, i would say a poor person interacts with the state more than i do i mean i'm not not poor i mean i'm by I, i'm not i'm not poor but i'm not like rich either well i'm just saying but poor like, communities are over policed and underserved they don't have job they don't have enough jobs and and their schools are underfunded and and then the police are there to uh, quote unquote fight crime or whatever but crime is an outcropping of poverty and poverty is a construct it doesn't need to exist it's in created intentionally to create an underclass of people, like I said, so that people are are uh, underemployed and therefore don't have enough power to demand more wages. So poverty doesn't need to exist. Let me ask you a question. Do you? Well, okay. If a person, if a person in theory, let's say there was no such thing as government, nothing. We're just all roaming around. Just as an example, follow with me. And a person did absolutely nothing. They didn't hunt. They didn't grow food. They didn't go out and seek water. They just did literally nothing. The dream, right? I mean, how about a pregnant woman? Like, like I'm in not, a I, in what, a okay. society. Are you saying Jimmy's describing a pregnant woman, George? I'm just saying. <laughs> no, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, I'm not. I'm not saying that like it should or shouldn't be this way. I'm just. I'm trying to propose a hypothetical. If in this imaginary world, we were in. We were just roaming the jungle or whatever, roaming the savanna. And if you took a random dude who didn't hunt, who didn't fish, who didn't grow food, who didn't do anything, he would have nothing because he didn't do anything. He would be poor, uh -huh. right, in that theory. So poverty is a naturally occurring thing. No. 
No, I, I, I disagree with that because how would he have something unless somebody else gave it to him? At that point, we're not all uh, what do you call it? Nomads. We're not individual nomads. We live in a society. We agree that we want to have a working society. So that guy, if li- he lived in a society, would still do nothing. But the people who did go out and hunt and fish and grow would give him stuff so he has it too. Well, why does a person have to find a job that is unfulfilling and isn't doing anything good for society? Like being a telemarketer or something like that. Like just selling some shit. Why do we need that? Why do we need that job in order to get that person the resources they need? Because we're basically, it's basically the whole reason I brought that example up is because I was trying to bring it down to what poverty is at at its root. But that's not, no, I disagree that poverty is not, poverty isn't caused by lazy people not wanting to work. I'm not trying to say it is. I'm not trying to say it is. Take the connotations and context out. What I'm trying to say is, is that having nothing, having nothing, if you lived in a society where there was no no such thing as a government or anything to speak of, that if you were if you didn't do anything to give yourself something, you would have nothing. So poverty is a naturally occurring thing in that aspect, in the aspect that if no other thing was at play and you did nothing to create value for yourself, you would have no value to extract. You're talking about a society where, okay, well, that guy would live in a society where other people did hunt and did fish, and so he would have food from them. Now you're talking about a person who is providing no value but extracting the work and value of other people for his own benefit. Then you take that into a modern society. I guess what I'm getting at is that poverty is a naturally occurring thing. I'm not saying that it couldn't be uh, accentuated or, or, or... propagated or caused to be worse than it is i agree with that but that's i disagree that that's the root of poverty in this case the way it is here it's rooted in redlining and then just like like that that like how no i agree with you yeah redlining fucking different types of discriminatory law all kinds of different shit minimum wage being companies investing and screwing over the workers that's all real but i'm saying even if that didn't exist just the concept of some people having more than other people is not something that's but it's just by chance that that some people have more than other people and that's capital is it is it by chance yeah is it by chance that is it by chance that steve jobs created macintosh and and you didn't or i didn't but why does him being what like yes he innovated or I don't know the whole story between him and he did something that he did something and created something and had a vision. But why do we have to have slaves building phones because of that? Because there are that's countries capitalism. in the other that's part capitalism. of capitalism. That's not even we don't have people building phones in America because we have minimum wages. You have communist China. Having slaves build our fucking phones. China isn't communist. It's whatever it's, they are. They're not. It's in some ways, but they definitely do still exploit workers, and they've been opened up to more neoliberal. And what you have here like, is the United States creating a, a economic environment where it's cheaper for companies to go to literally any other place in the world where they don't give a fuck if you dump in the river. They don't give a fuck how much you pay your employees. They don't have any of those rules. There's no rules on how much, how many hours they're allowed to work. All the things that we enjoy in America, minimum wage environmental restrictions, labor protective things, those don't exist in Indonesia and Mexico and China and all these other countries. So what happens is these international corporations are creating their products over there and then sending them back to us. 
And so we don't have any production jobs because we're raising our own minimum wage and having our own rules on how much you can dump into a river, which I don't disagree with, but that's what's happening. You know, so it's not just an American capitalist thing. If anything, we're the best country that that, that that's that's around, really. You know what I'm saying? In terms of being advanced to the point where we actually require like, dude, you can't pay your fucking guy 12 cents a day. You can't do that. You yeah, can't but, just dump your fucking sludge into the Nile River. But I, I don't think that's we're de- we're not the best country as far as we're uh, we're in the top tier. I think it, I can't remember who the quote was by. It might have been MLK or something. But it's like the like judging a society. Oh, it might have been FDR. FDR. I can't remember. Like you, same guy. You should judge it uh, like like uh, by how it treats its most vulnerable people as opposed to its m- most well-off people i can't remember okay well i mean i mean compare okay compare us to we're not doing better than than like scandinavian countries that are more closer to socialism not to say that they don't have problems too like Mm -hmm. with racial issues like i don't know it's like they still have racism against immigrants and stuff like that sort of like i don't know i've heard that there's still problems it's they don't they're they're not living in a utopia either but they're close they're definitely doing better than us as far as like education how they're ranked and stuff and how workers are treated etc etc like we're not the best we're just we're we're pretty shitty but also we're we're an imperial force like we have so much wealth because we have bases all over the world and we're like a dominating military force and so much fucking money gets wasted on the military industrial complex like with and private contractors like like sucking money from that like like uh republicans say we don't have money to do or republicans and democrats say we don't have money for medicare for all or any number of the 10 policies that bernie sanders has in his platform like all the things that people want minimum wage and health care free college all that kind of stuff they say we that's that's all super radical we're never gonna that's never gonna happen but they never trim any money from defense and military yeah stuff. i think you're right uh, about yeah. that yeah it's been way too much money the only on paradox stuff. i find with um i guess bernie sanders and uh i think ultra progressives um he's he's on that, the progressive side but he when he's you, not the most radical yeah he's like kind of the person who brought it to the mainstream and then you had other people that came out after him that like took it to the next level which i actually did like bernie when he first came out i personally now am not a i don't necessarily agree with all of his policies i don't think that all of them are ridiculous um i think some are but i don't think all of them are um but what the fuck was i about to say gotta eat some meat dude oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. i need i need fucking that fucking vitamin a in my mind right now dude (laughs) hold up dude i just had it. it was just on the tip of my tongue oh you can't so like the thing that i think is like a contradictory type of uh ideology within the uh the mainstream left is you can't have a you can't have a country with all these entitlements like free college education, Medicare for all, um, expanding the welfare state, housing, all these things. You can't have that and also have an immigration system that just lets anyone in. Because what? at that because at that how can because if if you take if you have a country that's gonna pay for everything, basically then you can't just have an unlimited amount of people come in. 
you have to be selected. Are you gonna Are you gonna be someone who's leeching off the system? Or are you gonna be someone who's gonna contribute to but the system? But people who immigrate here don't. They're exploited. Like they're they create wealth, but it's also like I don't think we should only let in people who are skilled or have college degrees or so, such and such. They're not mooching off the system. They don't even take part in in these public services. Like people who are undocumented. What I'm saying, and they That's do contribute. They do pay taxes in. Certain instances, like they pay sales, sales and- taxes, but but it's something it's something like the highest the highest percentage of any demographic in the country of using using uh, welfare of any type is undocumented immigrants. What? Because they get it to the children. Once you have it, once you that's it, the whole concept. Like once then you, the children aren't undocumented if they're children who are born. But here. the parents who had them are the ones that are uh, the the two year old kid isn't fucking isn't isn't. Paying for the house and things like that. The two-year-old kid lives here, and then the two parents are using the system. Uh, all right, but I, I still, I'm I not still saying that. I'm not saying anything about anything about anything. I'm just I saying think we that, like, should have open borders. I think anybody should be. I don't understand like, how you can have a, a country that's open to the world for anybody to come in and out as they go. That's saying, hey, everything's free. Who's gonna? It's not everything's free. Like Medicare for all. Is Medicare for all is cheaper than our current the current way we do it because maybe so maybe so yeah it is because college education paying for college education is not well why does Germany do it or any of these like because Germany dozens of countries feasible is because college rates have gone up so high and college used to be almost free forty years ago like the tuition like our parents could have paid for college. With one summer job, yeah, I understand that. And then, and then, and then they they made college available to everyone through the federal student loan programs, which then provide this large pot of money that was being provided to colleges. And so, what colleges did was they saw, oh wow, well now people can get loans for anybody can get a loan for any amount of money to go to school. So we're going to raise the prices of our tuition because we have an un- uh, we they just open up a giant pot of money for us to extract from. And maybe if it was if college was paid for publicly, they would have. But now you're just talking crack about down on unnecessary expenses. But that's the whole reason like that. why that's like the I, whole reason why high school, the, having a high school diploma, also meant something three generations ago versus what it means now. Yeah. And the whole reason why it doesn't mean anything now is because anyone can get one. Essentially, I mean, really, I mean, mo- honestly, at most schools, all you have to do is fucking show up. You get a high school diploma. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't mean anything. You don't go into a job and be like, "Oh, I have a high school diploma." That's like it's. You have a high school diploma. Congratulations, dude. That's because the workforce has been strangled. And but if you if like, college, the whole idea behind having higher education is that people go to college and they get this education that puts them in a better spot for the workforce. But if maybe education should just be valued for education's sake and making a like. Not everybody should have to go to college. I think there should be more jobs. Did you graduate and, college, by the way? Yeah. Where'd you go again? I went to Towson for graphic design. Oh, okay. Oh, you. Uh, okay, cool. And, yeah, I mean, I think it's pushed a lot, and it's just the whole conversation needs to be flipped. Like, we shouldn't be telling kids, or, um, yes, we, you, like, okay, another, sorry to bring, to, sorry to bother you again, but uh, <laughs> to bring up another uh, <laughs> euphemism that he used in the, talk i saw boots and rally he was saying uh it's it's your job like as a parent to teach your kid like say they're like a crab in a bucket teach your kid okay here's how you get out of the bucket and are able to make a living for yourself or whatever but he was saying as a member of the community it should be your goal to turn that bucket over 
to liberate everybody. So yeah, you got to tell people like, here, here's what you, you might be able to make more money with a college degree. So here's like the risk of, you know, it might be worth it to get loans and go to college, etc. But in general, like, we need to just value education for education's sake. And it shouldn't be like, all about the workforce, we should be when you say value, what do you mean by value? Well, like just like the the way that you were opposing everything, you were saying that like, college is about like g- giving a ladder for some people to get more skills and mm-hmm. be able to make more money or something like that. Yeah. But we should just aim to just make make more jobs if that's if that's the conversation you're talking about, like or raising wa- wages for everybody to be able to or just providing like I said decommodifying certain things to just provide everybody with what they need like it shouldn't be this hierarchy that that only some people are going to make it like the conversation shouldn't be about giving people opportunity to be this sliver of a middle class in order to like make it above the working class people who are the fast food workers or whatever we should make fast food like a legitimate job if it's a person spending 40 hours of their week working every day doing a hard job but that's the whole idea behind fast food right is because it's cheaper because less goes into making it and so it wouldn't be fast food anymore if you had to pay the same amount for a burger at mcdonald's than you did at fucking gordon ramsay and so then there wouldn't be a difference but it doesn't have to be like that you can still have cheap food i mean some of it's through exploitation i guess of like i mean you would definitely you would definitely concede that the re- part of the reason why a burger at mcdonald's is cheaper than a burger at a fancy restaurant is because the employees at mcdonald's are making less but you said a, a fancy restaurant they're still paying their waiters like three dollars an hour so it's not going into wages it's i mean just, like a fancy burger place like five guys for instance yeah i mean i don't think five guys are five guys workers are making a huge I don't know. More. I don't know what they're paying. To be honest, it's not. Dur- it's not tied to that. Like it's tied to like the cost of sourcing the ingredients, mostly. Yeah. So I mean, are the where like fucking Mexican meat farms or McDonald's getting its burgers? Are they going to be impacted by it? Probably not. I don't know. Probably won't go up that much. Yeah, I mean, and there are studies about like, is your if Walmart instantly raised wages to such and such, is your price of a product going to go up? And it might go up by like one cent. And hmm. they say it's not like that. It's just like like I said, Walmart has, for some reason, is on this path to increasing. And this is how every single, most companies work, is they are supposed to keep increasing profits every quarter uh, like to be able to keep growing. But like I said, that's contributing to climate change. Just this, this need to keep growing, keep making more, like just like using electricity, whatever, like using resources. There's no reason to keep pushing to make more and more profit. We should distribute that profit more equally and pare down what we're even doing. Like we shouldn't. Have, Walmart comes at a cost. Like I think it's a title of a documentary or something like the isn't high part price of Norway's of a, wealth because they have an immense oil reserve. What'd you say? I said, isn't a major funder of Norway's national wealth because they have a humongous oil reserve. Which, I don't know. could be, but which, I mean, so they're even their kind of system is dependent on fossil the fuels. Yeah. But wealth isn't created by, that's the way it is kind of now. But like I said, we have resource, we have land we can farm on the land. We have the resources. Like, so much food gets wasted, too. Like, we are not doing the best job of 
get making food and getting it to people like capitalism has so much wasted food and so much just like i said just like even the work that needs to be done in in say like middle class jobs like professional class jobs where you're working in an office or something there's so much examples of people just wasting time at their workplace because they're stuck there for a certain amount of hours when even there's a like the idea is that you decide how much work needs to be done and you're not stuck on this paradigm of like we got to have people working 40 hours at a job to do a certain thing when it could be less time and the people could even be paid more like you could be working half as much and make i would say that if you're talking about waste there is perhaps no entity that wastes more money and more resources than the government. I mean, we just talked about how they're wastes, quote unquote, wasting That's money not on true. defense. No, I think ca- I think capitalism wastes a lot of money. Well, I'm, let me put it to you this way: if I, I think, let's say, I'm a business owner, I have an incentive because it's coming out of my pocket to waste as little money as possible. Like I'm not I'm not sitting there being like, let me just spend money on shit I don't need and throw away excess food. Like, let me well, create too much food and waste it. That's the government consumerism doesn't have that. for you, though. Consumerism creates an artificial need for something, and they make products shittier, so they so they no. I understand. The, yeah, yeah, sure. Consumerism creates an artificial need, sure. But a private company has more incentive to not waste shit than the government does, because the government doesn't. Doesn't, first of all, the government doesn't like like the private company. He wants to make money. His investors wants to make money. He has he has people to answer to, and everybody has the incentive of maximizing profit at mine. And obviously, being wasteful is the opposite of maximizing profit. But they're maximizing profit by lo- reducing wages as much as they can. I'm saying being wasteful in a sense of wasting resources, wasting time. Like I said, contributing to climate change, just making more doodads, just for the sake of like making, just because we're supposed to make stuff. And like I said, consumerism, like making people think they need more than they actually need. I just wonder, like, if we went into Baltimore City right now, like just tomorrow morning, we woke up and we're like, okay, Baltimore City is going to create a public works project where we're just, Baltimore City is going to hire people to rebuild the infrastructure and stuff like that, right? They already have programs like that. But if they expanded it to like the degree that you're talking about. To like where, full employment Yeah, or full something. employment. The entire city is employed to rebuild the infrastructure. How long... Before the city, like the city is paying them out of their own pocket, right? Baltimore City has money, and then they're they're hiring the citizens of Baltimore City to work and rebuild the city, and they're paying them out of their own pocket. But where is Baltimore City getting the money from? You create a more progressive tax scale where instead of instead but then of, you're just but if you're also if, you're giving more you're giving money to the residents, and then they in turn are going to be investing money into their communities yeah no that's true but we were just talking about in the previous example you were saying that like we don't need these jobs and stuff like that you can have public works and things like that so imagine a society where all of the work is public work but i'm i'm not saying we need to like abolish manufacturing products or whatever i'm not saying there shouldn't be enterprises i'm not saying 100 percent of jobs has to be um public works or whatever uh, but we need it saying. i mean we i we need a lot of public work we need a lot of and that is rebuilding. what communism would be is 100 percent of the jobs being public work um there were still or like else I, it's not communism. like i use the example of um like i heard a podcast about the communist side of of 
Germany, East Germany, I guess. By the way, the I've time. never wanted to fucking smoke weed more than right now. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing that. You're about to yeah, get you fucking. About? You're about to get high and just outsmart me, dude. <laughs> so too sober. In in the example they were talking about, apparently they did a. They were very careful in on the communist side of, um, or the Soviet side of East Germany or whatever, to weed out former Nazis after World War Two. But the capitalist side, the like U.S. backed side, wasn't careful about that, and so there were Nazis who continued to own businesses, like actual former like legitimate nazis like like members of the party not just people who were drafted oh, yeah. in the military well, we, or whatever we brought a bunch of them over made them scientists yeah so what yeah. i'm saying is but they were saying there were still sort of pri- there were still enterprises there were still companies in the communist side the soviet side like that made stuff but like that's an example of the communist side doing a better job of making sure that companies were were like good or whatever well in theory but then you also have to factor in that we beat the shit out of the soviet union so obviously they weren't that good yeah but wages and jobs were better on that side like they were talking about how much time people got off for um then where did the 40 million people dying come in play it's just different examples it's not the part of the example that i'm using in that instance i mean but that seems like like, a weird example that's like saying like yeah nazi germany was great if you were a Nazi, like like if you're talking about Soviet Russia, communist Russia, like yeah, I'm I sure jobs were well paying and certain people had employment and certain people were living great, but also a major portion of that discussion has to be 40 million people died. How did that happen? That's not. It's it's a. It's 40... a that's a misdirection. I'm talking about this specific instance. I can't remember what what the uh, what the the entity was called, the country or whatever. It, there was some acronym for it. But in this case, I think they had things called gulags or something like that that yeah. were were for like political dissonance or something like that. There were worker camps. But even even that, they said that there was there was like a year maximum that you were uh, put in that. So there, like even if uh, in the worst case scenario, they weren't like murdering people in that. In that instance, I'm saying it was successful. Either they for a were time. murdering people, or people were dying of poverty, starvation. I don't. Which know, I think but was you're just you're just saying 40 million, like in the whole Soviet Union, in all of history, like under there are Stalin, different under Stalin. Yeah, um, which is like I'm talking about the period of time, years? like after the 40s, between the 40s and the 60s in East Germany. I'm saying it was a pretty good. It was doing pretty well. Um, and but I was also just using the example that they still had enterprises like businesses or whatever. Some like not everything was owned by the state necessarily. There were some sort of private businesses or like whatever. But like I said, they just weeded out the Nazis. Well, I'm I'm kind of using like a proof is in the pudding argument of saying the USSR collapsed after like it, it, like after World War II they became a superpower. Then they collapsed within 30 years. Well, so whatever. how good could it have been? I mean, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, how good could it have been? Like, I, I under, I'm hearing your example, but I'm also in that same example hearing a country that completely collapsed in 30 years. Uh, it wasn't a country, though. But also, Whatever it was, a union of different countries that they took over. Yeah. Um, 
also it was sort of i think towards the end it was sort of like getting more into neoliberal ideas i think you know, with gorbachev and stuff like that but i don't really know i i think it's sort of like lots of it the the Mar- marxist theory got bastardized along the way and it's it's straying away from that the ideals of of what marxism is I would think. you consider yourself a marxist yeah i think so okay. even though i haven't read all of i haven't read marx or whatever you should read the communist manifesto because yeah. i actually am curious to see how much of what his version of communism because i feel like it's another thing like we were talking about the bible where things get bastardized and passed on from second hand third hand and like by the time it reaches like you know your years or my years then we start like we don't really actually have a true concept of what marxism was like what marx's philosophy of what communism was because yeah, a lot of the things that i'm bringing up are marxist communism like when i'm talking about the i mean literally didn't believe in having a nuclear family he thought having a nuclear family was a way to um like hoard wealth privately he didn't believe in private or personal property he didn't believe in any of these things he believed he actually he actually described a commune as like he when it came to families as kind of like a promiscuous hoard where people just lived in communes and just fucked each other and the kids didn't belong to any specific parents but the community raised the kids like we're talking about marxist communism which when you talk to somebody like like i think you would find it interesting just to see how much of a communist you really are when you read into what the father of communism actually envisioned. Yeah, you know? but I, I listen to enough people that talk about the The Communist ideals. Manifesto is very short. I think you should read it. Okay. I mean, yeah, I might. It's uh, very short. I, I definitely have to do more research. Like I mean, it's the Communist research. Manifesto, dude. If you're a communist, you got to read the manifesto. Yeah. You know? And like I said, it's it's uh, there's all these words, multiple words that people identify as. Like, there are people that I listen to who are like, Trotskyists or socialists or anarchists is another one that's also just kind of like left ideas about society. But all of it's to me, it just depends. Like I haven't picked what what I most identify with or whatever. Just left ideas in general. But like I think uh, it just it all for me it just depends on the conversation because I think you take it one step at a time. We're not going to snap our fingers and go from what we have now to communism. Yeah, it's more the way I see it. I think. Communist ideals is uh, eventually it's sort of like a de- de- dissolving of the state. But yeah, like, that was another one of their whole things, and they basically said that like they paired with the socialists and they paired with other types of um like uh, re- rebellions because the entire concept of communism was the only way it could ever take place is if you completely destabled and took out the 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 current system that was in power mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, that was like the, one of their fundamental things was overthrowing whatever system was in power. I think at least you can get on board with we need more just mass movements of people demanding what we deserve. And I'm just saying like... I can get on board with that. There's tons There's tons of movements that identify with that. Like like there was all this like like hubbub about like weeding out the communists in the McCarthy era or whatever saying like trying to pinpoint people who identified as communist in America at a certain time. But if you go back, it's like, there's nothing wrong with those American communists. All they were were like union organizers and try to like organize people to, to take power for workers. And that's what it's about. It's just like taking power, power to the people is what it's all about. Like, so you, you use the word, like, I'm just saying like, like I'm, I, I think you've heard examples of people 
scaring you about what the government is, and we shouldn't give more power to the government because it's this big corrupt thing or whatever. But it's corrupt because of the power, like private powers and capitalism. But it, we need to take more power of the state back to the people, and we need more democracy in general. Like all of this stuff is democratic, like socialism and and like say the state taking ownership or like state run housing instead of having a private market it's people controlling that it's not just giving it over to the state to still have the same system of like lobbyists and well first of all the state is people right i mean the state is the government is just people yeah, that are elected into holding positions not right now we don't, we don't have democracy over it like we have a very undemocratic system where people with money have complete control over over this. Well, people with money have basically the 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 private corporations prop up politicians by campaign funding and things like that and making deals and shit like that that those politicians are then elected by the public democratically and then they act on the behalf of their private corporate funders. But I mean the Politicians aren't elected democratically. Like, supposedly, it, it looks that way, but it's all, the people who have money are able to win elections. You and mean then, like the, they're not actually counting the votes? No, not not like that. I'm just saying, like, you need money to in order to campaign. Like, somebody without money, that's why, like, true candidates don't really get through. Like, working, sort of like progressive candidates have a hard time getting through because it's mostly, like, you need to be well-connected or a business owner to be able to be a city council member or something because mm-hmm. you have to have those connections. So therefore, the the state, the, lo- the Baltimore City Council is acting in the interest of local businesses as opposed to workers. Like, so you think that uh, camp... Because I, I, that's another thing I've entertained. I, I've always thought that, yeah, first of all, the politicians are... Like, the, the salary for, like, a senator... Is something like I don't know, hundred fifty thousand dollars a year or something. I don't know what it is. It's a it's a solid amount of money. But you look at these senators who have been in fucking Congress for however many years, and they're worth millions of dollars and things like that. It's like okay, mm-hmm. well, how are you a multimillionaire if your salary is in the hundred thousands? Like you're making the majority of your money not from your job, but from your posi- like from your like like your in your position and what you can do for other people. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like it, at that point you can't look at that and be like it's very obvious where they're who's paying them. Yeah. yeah. Where they're getting their money from. And I would not be opposed at all of, of coming up with some way to get money out of politics. I don't know how it would happen. Uh, somebody proposed once to like increase the pay to a point where like I don't even I, I don't even understand the theory enough Increase to even the pay of senators. Yeah, so the the like that. yeah exactly more money. exactly exactly it's just like it's like it makes sense but it doesn't make sense because it's like yeah you do need money to campaign because you need for somebody to pay for the commercials and somebody like that the, all these things cost money like even if we lived in like a communist like in order to get your message out there in order to get get your message out there better than the next guy you need better marketing better promotion better way to get your message out to people well there is public funding of elections in apparently in australia i think they have they that. have they have a public funding uh, thing in america too but it's a fucking joke yeah i mean i wouldn't be surprised i i as far as i knew i thought that we didn't have publicly funded stuff like yeah it's i don't know if everybody gets it but but yeah i think I it how you i think it would be 
I think the way they do it is maybe like where you have to reach a certain amount of signatures or something, yeah. and then you get access to this pool. Of you talking about in Australia or in America? I think the idea of publicly funded elections. In yeah, general. I think that does exist in America, but it's it, like I said, it's it's a ridiculously low amount of money. It, it you can't possibly with that public money, you cannot possibly compete with the super PACs that are spending millions and millions and millions of dollars on advertising mm-hmm. and, and campaigning. And so, I think so. Sorry, I no, I, I was I'm good. Um, like I think people on the left too, uh, sort of try to avoid getting too caught up in electoral politics. Like, like we pay attention to it and it's an important thing. Obviously it would be great if Bernie Sanders were elected president, but that's not the end of the, that's not what the movement is about. It's about like just creating a mass movement to, of workers to be able to, to, to have power to demand, like I said, like, like, uh, more equal profit sharing or just like i think that probably comes down to a local thing too like i I look at baltimore city and we we live in the perfect city to talk about when it comes to that like Mm -hmm. baltimore city you i mean i feel like what happened in the city is in my opinion there is no political competition that there is one party that rules the entire city and that party i think the Either party, Democratic Party or Republican Party, I think something that people often miss is that Republicans and Democrats and the Libertarian Party and the Green Party, they're all private entities. Mm -hmm. They're not the government. The Republicans and Democrats are not the government. The Republicans and Democrats are two private companies that are vying for positions in our government. That's why they say, oh, we lost seats in the House. We gained seats in the House. Like The government is us. And then we elect people from these parties, and it just so happens that in this country we have two dominant parties, the Republicans and Democrats. You go to a city that's completely dominated by any particular party, and what you see is in Baltimore City, for example, in this in that case it's the Democratic Party that completely dominates it. They don't have anyone holding them to actually provide for the people, which is why you see – like the Democrats – whoever wins the Democratic primary wins – Every position, every city council member, every mayor, every every comptroller position, they win everything. And so there's no incentive for the Democratic Party in Baltimore City to actually do anything to guarantee that they're going to win an election. They don't have to actually make schools better. They don't actually have to have jobs for people or create public work projects or house the homeless. And it's like you look at an example like – you know. I always use the example of Baltimore City public schools because most of them don't even have running water – and it's not because there's not enough money flowing into the city from the state. I mean, they, Baltimore City is one of the highest funded uh, localities in the state when it, per pupil for, for education. How is it that we can't even heat the schools? Or what, what are the people, the bureaucrats in those positions, com- they're either incompetence or corruption or whatever is going on. And then the argument always becomes down to the people protest. We need more funding for schools. It's like that's not what the argument stops, though. You're basically you're basically arguing to dump more money into into a bottomless pit well, because no matter how much money you put into the education system, the people at the top are going to scrape it off and never provide for the people that need it. The money is going into is from cutting taxes of the rich and corporations and local businesses. It's but, because they're. No, the way the way edu- the way the the state funding in Maryland at least works, and I think this is the case for for most uh, states, but at least in our state for sure, is the state determines a baseline per pupil cost of educating a student in public school. So let's say that baseline that is determined is 
$10,000. I don't know what it is. It's usually $10,000, Let's Let's call it $15,000. That sounds more right. $15,000 per student per year is the cost of educating. The state determines that. Then they do per-pupil funding, which determines, okay, what is the enrollment of Baltimore County Public Schools, Baltimore City Public Schools? The enrollment of Baltimore City Public Schools is 82,000 people. $15,000 by 82,000 students, whatever that number is, let's, I don't know, fucking make it easy, a million dollars. I don't fucking know. I don't feel like doing the math. So they determine that Baltimore City Public Schools needs a million dollars worth of funding. The city or the county, or whatever jurisdiction we're talking about, contributes a portion of what that is, whatever they can contribute. I think it's like a portion of their GDP towards that. So the amount that goes to the schools is determined by the state. The locality provides what they can, and the state provides the rest. So in Baltimore County Public Schools example, Baltimore County Public Schools provides for 65% of our funding, and the state provides for like 25%. Baltimore City's flipped. Baltimore City only provides about 28% of the total budget of their education system, and the state provides something like 70-something percent. I would assume it's probably less because maybe... They don't have as population. much money to provide. Could, because there was white flight, and it took a, took away a lot of the tax base. Yeah, they don't have so the tax base, like, but that's what I'm saying. But the, yeah. the, 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 the budget itself is the same. So there's, there's the same amount of money going into both. It's just that the state is providing far more proportionally for the city than the county. So my point is, is that the money is there. So where do you think the money's going? Like, that's the question. And you see things like with Mayor Pugh, the the recent thing where she, you know, she's she's the yeah, head of. She the, got raided by the IRS and the FBI today. I saw that. I saw that, and I, I just yesterday I was all pissed off about parking ticket. And I made yeah. that thing about like nothing happened to her, and I was like, oh, I made that post just in dude, time, finally. dude. And 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 Governor no, Hogan just uh, just called for a resignation, which is big. That's pretty big when this governor says you need to resign. But also, like, sorry, I'd go I ahead. don't know if this is like a fake news article I was reading, but it it was saying that uh, she was at her house when the FBI raided it, but. By the time the article got posted, she had fled the state. Oh shit! Wow. Yeah. Wow. I don't know if that was like a real thing, but that's if that's mean, real. That shit's dope. That's <laughs> pretty fucking dope, dude. Like she fucking took a helicopter, yeah. like a like a fucking James Bond villain. You'll like never catch fucking, me. Uh, you watch Luke Cage? No, I didn't. I only a couple only a couple episodes. It's like uh, the female councilwoman. Or like mayor or whatever, fucking Brooklyn in that show. Isn't that fucking insane that it's been like literally the past three mayors have all been caught in some type of fucking corruption scandal? And it's like, dude, is anybody well, catching a pattern? Stephanie Rawlings Blake didn't do it. Yeah, she didn't. Thing. Yeah, but the one before she, Sheila Dixon had the whole thing. And it's like you have these people in these positions, like Mayor Pugh, who wrote that Healthy Holly book or whatever, and then she she was the head of the contracting board for, like, uh, Kaiser Permanente and, like, giving out government contracts in exchange for for them purchasing her book. She would give them the... It was, like, a no-bidding situation. It's like, you pay me for my bullshit-ass kids' book, and I'll give you the government... Con- the city contract to do this thing or whatever, be the official insurer of this or whatever. And so it's, like, it's clear corruption, and that's the fucking mayor the person who's highest profile of all, what do you think's going on on in the education board where they where they like they were trying to audit the education board and they were like, sorry, we delete all records after two years. Like really? Really it's 2019 you delete all of your records, all your financial records after two years? 
So you can't nothing. None of the money that was given to you, there was like millions of dollars given to fucking put air conditioning units in in certain schools, and in the air, the money was given to them, but their the air conditioning units were never installed. And it's like, where did this money go? Yeah, you know, and when you have the administrators, the administrators are paid higher than in the county. I think like, I think like, you know, the superintendent makes like. Far more than the superintendent of the county. The average administrator makes far more than the average county administrator. The average teacher make in the city makes more money than the average teacher in the county. All yeah, across the board. It's like a, people would rather teach in the county than the city. It's yeah, like, exactly. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying anything one way or the other. I'm just saying the money's there. Where is it going? And that's the question. That's why when people just say we need more funding, it's like. You have the funding. What you need to do is get these fucking assholes out of office. That's yeah. what you need to do. And so, not give them more money to play with. And who do you think would be better in office? Like, do you think, like, do you see a problem with it being people who are just still, like, have connections to private companies or whatever? Because it seems to me like the issue is that with all politics, it's a revolving door between private industry and. Yeah, I would agree with that. And yeah. then those people go into government and they, they're just doing favors for people or like they're build they get all the co- com- campaign contributions from these private entities and then they're expected to uh to work in their favor because of that yeah i agree with so, that and i support ideas like there was this one idea that was said like once you become a senator then you're banned from participating in private enterprise for like a certain amount of time you know so like basically you can't just get into office and make a bunch of shit beneficial to you and then go back to your company like you know what I'm saying? Like you can't mm-hmm. you can't use the the office to like benefit yourself. It's just it's just it's a complicated situation because you know when you're coming from your perspective, I guess it's easier because like I feel like you aren't a huge fan of private enterprise. I'm gathering. I personally am, and so but I would like to find like a compromise of like because I do agree with you that yeah the money in pol- the fact that these 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 people the 15 council members and the mayor don't answer to the voters of Baltimore. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't answer to you. They don't answer to me. They don't answer to anyone. They answer to the people that are paying, that are putting money in their pockets. Yeah. And how do you, how do you take you, uh, you know, why would they answer to you or me? You know that we're not the ones paying their check. Yeah, I mean that's capitalism in a nutshell, or in in in, in a example. It, that's capitalism. Like that's w- private uh, uh, companies and the rich have direct control over the government. And so, I don't know. But there's, like I said, it's like people on the left also don't focus on trying to get the right person in power. It's more about building a mass movement of people sort of on the same page. Like, there's the idea of, uh, like, there should be a Labor Party. Like, there's a Labor Party in in England. But I thought the Labor Party was just their progressive Democrat party. Yeah, it's become that. It originally, I think, was more intended to be a real workers party, and then it's been co-opted just like the Democratic Party has become a corporate party. But there's people like Jeremy Corbyn is the Bernie Sanders of the, of the Labor Party or whatever. He's the more progressive and probably Marxist, like more pro-worker like uh, person trying to take back the Labor Party. But the idea of it it's supposed to be labor should have power to to demand what what the people need or whatever. So then let me so then that kind of makes sense because I was going to ask you since we're talking about politics when it comes to the Democratic primary, for instance. Um, I hear a lot of people complaining that uh, a lot of my like super progressive friends they'll say like you know like Biden just entered the race, and his kind of entry statement was very moderate 
statement. Like Bo- Joe Biden is the moderate pick, like the centrist Democrat. Mm-hmm. And you have, I guess, all the rest of them I would consider pretty progressive. Like you know, um, not all Elizabeth of them. Warren, Bernie Sanders, Kamala Harris, Cory Booker. Just those two. Just Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders are more progressive than the rest. Kamala Harris is a, like a cop. She was a yeah. I think they're pretending. I think, but the, you know, she's not progressive in any way, really. Like I, she's she was, pretending to be, though. I think that the yeah. the mantra, like the, the, they're all taking the progressive position, whether or not they're actually truly progressive. Just like, you know, in my opinion, Hillary took a progressive stance. I think. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, when it but she her too. obviously wasn't. You know, but like you have a guy like Joe Biden, who, in my opinion, outsider looking in. Would be, in my opinion, the best shot the Democrats would have to win the primary. I mean, the the, the presidential election, because even though within the Democratic Party, progressivism is appealing, when it gets to a general election, I don't think that those super ultra progressive ideals resonate with the public. No, it's not true. Did you see Bernie Sanders like? And not to, I'm not a big like cheerleader for Bernie Sanders or whatever. Like I'm more so. I my politics go beyond just like being into him, but. There, like he did that Fox uh, town hall event, and all these ideas, people like his closing statement with that was all these ideas about Medicare for all and free college and stuff like that. It resonates with people. Like the entire crowd was for it, and it's like when you when you get down to the the issues, like what we're talking about, like most people agree on the most basic stuff. Like you might have trouble pitching some parts. I mean, of weren't it, the, but... wasn't the town hall? I mean, that was all, that was like the Democrat town hall, right? No, it was Bernie Sanders town hall, doing a town hall on Fox News, Fox News. And so was the crowd Democrats? Um, I don't know. I mean, it was picked by Fox. Like, it wasn't all, it wasn't, it wasn't supposed to be like all Bernie Sanders supporters. It was like a mixed crowd. Because I would be interested, I, I would be interested to see how many, like, if you, if you talk about like the ultra progressive wing of the Democratic Party, you talk about Bernie Sanders uh AOC, Ilhan Omar, just the mainstream ones, the people they always talk about, Rashida Talib. Um what percentage of the public truly backs those ideals outside of the Democratic Party? I think when you just get on when you talk to people one on one about issues they're facing, these are answers to these are legitimate answers as opposed to what the mainstream Democrat Democratic Party has been doing is trying to do a faux like we're woke, we're creating opportunity. It always has to be like a public private partnership. It's all mm-hmm. about entrepreneurship and like innovation and all this stuff, like this faux stuff. And what Hillary was trying to do with like pop culture and identity politics, I guess, like trying mm-hmm. to masquerade as being woke and for yeah. all these things yeah. when yeah. really. She's super pro capitalist. She's super. She's not pro worker. She's like for war and like all these things that people don't believe in. So it's yeah. more effective to have. What do you real think policies. about the criticism of Bernie Sanders being like a millionaire? Uh, that sounds like bullshit to me. Like just like, like you said. You, you like, think the you think you don't think it's true, or you don't well, think it's a I guess good it's criticism. From, it could be from him like selling a book or Yeah, it was. That's what it money. was. Yeah. I, I I don't I really honestly I don't think it's a valid criticism. I just hear it a lot. I think I think if you think about it it kind of makes sense cuz like okay, well if you're the leader of this so-called like economic inequality movement but then also you're a millionaire, 
but he's not exploiting workers. He's not the head of a company. Like it's more so. But that entails. But that entails that every every millionaire or billionaire is inherently. Uh, so Bernie Sanders is the only person making a million dollars that isn't exploiting somebody. Well, it goes back to profit is created from exploiting workers by taking the excess value created sure, from so the profit. Bernie the books. Sanders is the worker in that scenario. He should have made more. That's why people are mad. I mean, he's not... <laughs> he has to... More, bro. You can't exist outside of capitalism. Big you book. Can't, you can't find... Like, Bernie Sanders He didn't have publishers promote it. He didn't have anybody do anything. He just, like... Yeah, but some of it, he he might just see it as a necessary evil to, to get to make his a million message dollars. out there. Yeah. What, did he make a million dollars off of the book? Or he Apparently. just has a million in the bank? He is a millionaire. I think, like, he, I think he reported making $561,000 last year, and he's a millionaire. Like so, in the bank, wise. and in the bank, he has a million and a hundred thousand, or something like that. He has just over a million dollars. That's yeah. what that's what he has. There's in Baltimore, in Roland Park, there's probably more millionaires, like people who have. No, I get that. I'm saying that I'm saying ten that, times more I'm saying wealthy that than him. Does it make philosophical sense that someone who rails against economic inequality would be somebody who hates the one percent is in the one percent and running on? Getting rid of the 1%. It's more so about what you're doing with your life. He's not running a company where he has workers. Like, they pay, I think he pays all, or they pay all the campaign workers a minimum, like, at least 15 or something like that. He's not doing anything that's, like, doing all the things that he speaks out against capitalism for. Like, yes, he may have put out a book. So, like, you're going to tell every, every leftist they're not, that they're not, like, walking the walk if they put out a book and have to like like boots riley had to put out his movie and has to work with he has to get police permits and he has to put it out like in through ways of like distribution and stuff that sure if he could do it totally independently he would but you just gotta you gotta do it sometimes because you can't opt out of capitalism but you can be against it in in your the way you speak about it so so yeah, I don't think he's a hypocrite for having a million dollars. Like, I yeah, know. I gotta say, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of on the fence with it. I obviously, you know, the right wing people are gonna be like, that's. I mean, how are you gonna be a socialist and like talk about the rich exploiting people and having and millionaires and billionaires and then be one of them? You know, I get that, but at the same time, no, I I I agree with you. It's like, I guess it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be. A hypocrite, but it is it is kind of an interesting thing to me. Just the fact that I'm like, oh shit! Well, in your one thousand years of being in Congress, or whatever it's been, being this ultra progressive socialist, getting paid a hundred and fifty thousand dollars, you're a millionaire now. So, yeah, I mean, well, here's an example. There's a. Uh... There's this city council member in Seattle, Kashama Sawant, who was elected by the D, uh, what's it called? Socialist, I think it's like Socialist Alternative, um, which is like DSA or whatever. And she actually gives away anything she makes over something like 40000 a year or something. to live Yeah, and that's something that I would so, say, like, if, like, I wouldn't do that, mm-hmm. but I'm also not on TV saying how everybody should do that. So, like, the fact that Bernie Sanders is that ultra-progressive socialist and he's not doing that when there are other politicians that I wasn't even aware of that are doing that, that are actually living what they preach, that's when it becomes like, oh, that's a little bit like, you know, 
like I said, I wouldn't ask any person to to give away their wealth. But if that's what they're asking other people to do, then maybe you should do it. They're not, but but they're not demanding that people give a hundred percent of their wealth. They're just or whatever, like more like progressive. There's taxation. no reason why anyone needs to be a billionaire. Sure, honestly, I think like people people shy away from say like marginal tax rates of ninety percent or something like that, which we had under like the top marginal tax rate apparently under Eisenhower in the fifties was 90%. Like, so some, in some instances over a certain amount, you were taxed at 90%. Honestly, Mm -hmm. it wouldn't, I don't think it would be bad for society for people to, for, to cap at 10 million or something. Cause these people hoard wealth that they're never, ever going to be able to spend. And it's, it's absurd. Like there's no reason for them to have that much money, billions of dollars. They can never spend it. It's all just, just sitting in banks. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, like, it'd be the most, rat, probably the most radical proposal, but... I would say more than 10 million. I would say a billion would be reasonable. Maybe you only need 1 billion. I don't know. I'm not, like, I don't know. Like, But you come to realize that people who have that much money, it is through exploitation, like Jeff Bezos. Like, there's no reason for a person to have more than a billion dollars and that it comes from exploiting the bottom workers. Maybe when you get to the billionaires, I think that there are plenty of honest, good millionaires or multi-millionaires. I don't think that just being successful means that you must have automatically exploited other people. Well, but I, I would I would say that yeah, when you get to the top tier like you are at at the very least you're buying politicians and shit like that. You're doing something to maximize your ability to make that amount of money. Like if in in Apple's situation you're going overseas and manufacturing and paying people slave wages and shit like that like you're doing something that's fucking people over i mean i you're think not even, the game. even at the level of a modest chain of store of um businesses or something all of those if if the people at the top are making millions and plenty of money they can afford to pay all their workers 30 dollars an hour or some kind of decent uh, salary or something like sharing the profit as opposed to all that profit just continually going up to the top because that's where profit goes it goes to the top and the the shareholders and stuff like that yeah I guess I guess yeah and I, I would say that probably does occur I mean of course it occurs I guess what I'm saying is I wouldn't I wouldn't use a number to base that I wouldn't say like oh anybody making over X amount of dollars must be exploiting people. I would say, that, yeah, there are certain people. There are certain people that are fucking people over and making fifty thousand dollars a year. At least, you know, I'm so just... it's not. It's not like the amount of money you're making determines whether or not you're fucking someone over. It's like there are people that fuck people over, and there are people that don't. And I would agree with you that once you get to a certain exorbitant amount of money, then yeah, there is virtually no other way to have acquired that money. But there, are, if you're making a million dollars owning a business, that does not necessarily mean that you are inherently fucking people over. But I would say if you're looking to fund getting rid of homelessness, ending like you know housing like housing crises and stuff, then when you say how are we going to pay for it, are you know we're going to give away all our money, free stuff or whatever? Think about it more like just in, increasing that the taxation at the top in order to fund the things that we need as a society, instead of saying, how are we going to pay for it? Okay, so if that's a platform of Bernie Sanders. I'm right? just talking about progressive taxation where it gets higher. Yeah, People yeah. are taxed higher at the top tier. Um, Do you so, thi- uh, sorry, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask one final question. I'm picking your brain here. What do you feel about Elizabeth Warren? And that's the question. That's why when people just say, we need more funding, it's like, 
You have the funding. What you need to do is get these fucking assholes out of office. That's yeah. what you need to do. And so, not give them more money to play with. And who do you think would be better in office? Like, do you think, like, do you see a problem with it being people who are just still, like, have connections to private companies or whatever? Because it seems to me like the issue is that with all politics, it's a revolving door between private industry and... Yeah, I would agree with that. And then those people go into government and they're just doing favors for people or, like, they get all the campaign contributions from these private entities and then they're expected to... Uh, to work in their favor because of that. Yeah, I agree with so, that. And I support ideas like that. There was this one idea that was said like once you become a senator, then you're banned from participating in private enterprise for like a certain amount of time. You know, so like basically you can't just get into office and make a bunch of shit beneficial to you and then go back to your company. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't mm-hmm. you can't use the the office to like benefit yourself. It's just it's just it's a complicated situation because, you know, when you're coming from your perspective, I guess it's easier because like I feel like you aren't a huge fan of private enterprise i'm gathering i personally am and so but i would like to find like a compromise of like because i do agree with you that yeah the money in politics the fact that these 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 people the 15 council members and the mayor don't answer to the voters of baltimore Mm -hmm. they don't they don't answer to you they don't answer to me they don't answer to anyone they answer to the people that are paying that are putting money in their pockets and how do you how do you take you uh, you know why would they answer to you or me you know that we're not the ones paying their check yeah i mean that's capitalism in a nutshell or in in in, in a example it, that's capitalism like that's w- private uh, uh companies and the rich have direct control over the government and so i don't know but there's like i said it's like people on the left also don't focus on trying to get the right person in power it's more about building a mass movement of people sort of on the same page like there's the idea of uh like there should be a labor party like there's a labor party in in england but i thought the labor party was just their progressive democrat party yeah it's become that it originally i think was more intended to be a real workers party and then it's been co-opted just like the democratic party has become a corporate party but there's people like jeremy corbyn is the bernie sanders of the of the labor party or whatever he's the more progressive and probably marxist like more pro-worker like uh person trying to take back the labor party but the idea of it is supposed to be labor should have power to to demand what what the people need or whatever so then let me so then that kind of makes sense because i was going to ask you since we're talking about politics when it comes to the democratic primary for instance um, I hear a lot of people complaining that uh, a lot of my like super progressive friends they'll say like you know like Biden just entered the race, and his kind of entry statement was very moderate statement like Bo- Joe Biden is the moderate pick like the centrist Democrat mm-hmm. and you have I guess all the rest of them I would consider pretty progressive like you know um, not all Elizabeth of them. Warren Bernie Sanders Kamala Harris Cory Booker just those two just. Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders are more progressive than the rest. Kamala Harris is a, like a cop. She was a yeah. Prosecutor. I think they're pretending. I think, but the, you know, she's not progressive in any way, really. Like I, she she's was, pretending to be, though. I think that the yeah. the mantra, like the, they're all taking the progressive position, whether or not they're actually truly progressive. Just like, you know, in my opinion, Hillary took a progressive stance. I think. I guess I don't know. Yeah, when it but she her too. obviously wasn't. You know, but like you have a guy like Joe Biden, who, in my opinion, outsider looking in. Would be, in my opinion, the best shot 
the Democrats would have to win the primary, I mean, the, the, the presidential election. Because even though within the Democratic Party, progressivism is appealing, when it gets to a general election, I don't think that those super ultra progressive ideals resonate with the public. No, that's not true. Did you see Bernie Sanders, like, and not to, I'm not a big, like, cheerleader for Bernie Sanders or whatever. Like, I'm more so, I, my politics go beyond just, like, being into him. But, there, like he did that Fox uh, town hall event and all these ideas, people like his closing statement with that was all these ideas about Medicare for all and free college and stuff like that. It resonates with people like the entire crowd was for it. And it's like when you when you get down to the the issues like what we're talking about, like most people agree on the most basic stuff like you might have trouble pitching some parts I mean, of it. The, but... Wasn't the town hall. I mean, that was all, that was like the Democrat town hall, right? No, it was Bernie Sanders town hall, doing a town hall on Fox News, Fox News. And so was the crowd Democrats? Um, I don't know. I mean, it was picked by Fox. Like, it wasn't all, it wasn't, it wasn't supposed to be like all Bernie Sanders supporters. It was like a mixed crowd. Because I would be interested, I, I would be interested to see how many, Amer- like, if you, if you talk about like the ultra progressive wing of the Democratic Party, you talk about Bernie Sanders. Uh, AOC, Ilhan Omar, just the mainstream ones, the people they always talk about, Rashida Tlaib. Um, what percentage of the public truly backs those ideals outside of the Democratic Party? I think when you just get on, when you talk to people one on one about issues they're facing, these are answers to, these are legitimate answers as opposed to what the mainstream. Democrat Democratic Party has been doing is trying to do a faux like we're woke we're creating opportunity it always has to be like a public private partnership it's all mm-hmm. about entrepreneurship and like innovation and all this stuff like this faux stuff and what Hillary was trying to do with like pop culture and identity politics I guess like trying mm-hmm. to masquerade as being woke and for yeah. all these things yeah. when yeah. really She's super pro capitalist. She's super. She's not pro worker. She's like for war and like all these things that people don't believe in. So it's yeah. more effective to have. What do you real think policies. about the criticism of Bernie Sanders being like a millionaire? Uh, that sounds like bullshit to me. Like just like, like you said. You, you like, think the you think you don't think it's true, or you don't well, think it's a I guess good it's criticism. From, it could be from him like selling a book or Yeah, it was. That's what it money. was. Yeah. I, I I don't I really honestly I don't think it's a valid criticism. I just hear it a lot. I think I think if you think about it it kind of makes sense cuz like okay, well if you're the leader of this so-called like economic inequality movement but then also you're a millionaire but he's not exploiting workers. He's not the head of a company. Like it's more so But that entails but that entails that every every millionaire or billionaire is inherently uh, so Bernie Sanders is the only person making a million dollars that isn't exploiting somebody? Well, it goes back to profit is created from exploiting workers by taking the excess value created sure, from so the profit. Bernie the books. Sanders is the worker in that scenario. He should have made more. That's why people are mad. I mean, he's not... <laughs> he has to... more, bro. You can't exist outside of capitalism. Big you book. Can't, you can't find... Like, Bernie Sanders He can't, didn't have publishers promote it. He didn't have anybody do anything. He just, like... Yeah, but some of it, he he might just see it as a necessary evil to, to get to make his a million message dollars. out there. Yeah. 
what did he make a million dollars off of the book, or Apparently. he just has a million in the bank? He is a millionaire. I think. Like, he, I think he reported making five hundred sixty-one thousand dollars last year, and he's a millionaire. Like so, in the bank, wise. and in the bank, he has a million and a hundred thousand, or something like that. He has just over a million dollars. That's yeah. what that's what he has. There's in Baltimore, in Roland Park, there's probably more millionaires, like people who have. No, I get that. I'm saying that I'm saying ten that, times more I'm saying wealthy that than him. Does it make philosophical sense that someone who rails against economic inequality would be somebody who hates the one percent is in the one percent and running on? Getting rid of the 1%. It's more so about what you're doing with your life. He's not running a company where he has workers. Like, they pay, I think he pays all, or they pay all the campaign workers a minimum, like, at least 15 or something like that. He's not doing anything that's, like, doing all the things that he speaks out against capitalism for. Like, yes, he may have put out a book. So, like, you're going to tell every, every leftist they're not, that they're not, like, walking the walk if they put out a book and have to like like boots riley had to put out his movie and has to work with he has to get police permits and he has to put it out like in through ways of like distribution and stuff that sure if he could do it totally independently he would but you just gotta you gotta do it sometimes because you can't opt out of capitalism but you can be against it in in your the way you speak about it so so yeah, I don't think he's a hypocrite for having a million dollars. Like, I yeah, know. I gotta say, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of on the fence with it. I obviously, you know, the right wing people are gonna be like, that's. I mean, how are you gonna be a socialist and like talk about the rich exploiting people and having and millionaires and billionaires and then be one of them? You know, I get that, but at the same time, no, I I I agree with you. It's like, I guess it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be. A hypocrite, but it is it is kind of an interesting thing to me. Just the fact that I'm like, oh shit! Well, in your one thousand years of being in Congress, or whatever it's been, being this ultra progressive socialist, getting paid a hundred and fifty thousand dollars, you're a millionaire now. So, yeah, I mean, well, here's an example. There's a. Uh... There's this city council member in Seattle, Kashama Sawant, who was elected by the D, uh, what's it called? Socialist, I think it's like Socialist Alternative, um, which is like DSA or whatever. And she actually gives away anything she makes over something like 40000 a year or something. to live Yeah, and that's something that I would so, say, like, if, like, I wouldn't do that, mm-hmm. but I'm also not on TV saying how everybody should do that. So, like, the fact that Bernie Sanders is that ultra-progressive socialist and he's not doing that when there are other politicians that I wasn't even aware of that are doing that, that are actually living what they preach, that's when it becomes like, oh, that's a little bit like, you know. Like I said, I wouldn't ask any person to, to give away their wealth. But if that's what they're asking other people to do, then maybe you should do it. They're not, but... But they're not demanding that people give a hundred percent of their wealth. They're just or whatever, like more like progressive. There's taxation. no reason why anyone needs to be a billionaire. Sure, honestly, I think like people people shy away from say, like marginal tax rates of ninety percent or something like that, which we had under like the top marginal tax rate apparently under Eisenhower in the fifties was ninety percent. Like so, some in some instances over a certain amount, you were taxed at ninety percent. Honestly. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't. I don't think it would be bad for society for people to, for to cap at 
10 million or something because these people hoard wealth that they're never ever going to be able to spend and it's it's absurd like there's no reason for them to have that much money billions of dollars they can never spend it it's all just just sitting in banks and uh so yeah i mean like it'd be the most rat probably the most radical proposal but i would say more than 10 million i would say a billion would be reasonable maybe you only need one billion i don't know i'm not like i don't know like, but you come to realize that people who have that much money, it is through exploitation, like Jeff Bezos. Like, there's no reason for a person to have more than a billion dollars, and that it comes from exploiting the bottom workers. Maybe when you get to the billionaires, I think that there are plenty of honest, good millionaires or multimillionaires. I don't think that just being successful means that you must have automatically exploited other people. Well, but I, I would, I would say that yeah, when you get to the top tier, like. You are at at the very least you're buying politicians and shit like that. You're doing something to maximize your ability to make that amount of money. Like if in in Apple's situation, you're going overseas and manufacturing and paying people slave wages and shit like that. Like you're doing something that's fucking people over. I mean, I you're think not even even at the level of a modest chain of sto- of um, businesses or something, all of those, if if the people at the top are making millions and plenty of money. They can afford to pay all their workers $30 an hour or some kind of decent uh, salary or something. Like sharing the profit as opposed to all that profit just continually going up to the top. Because that's where profit goes. It goes to the top and the the shareholders and stuff like that. Yeah, I guess, I guess, yeah, and I, I would say that probably does occur i mean of course it occurs i guess what i'm saying is i wouldn't i wouldn't use a number to base that i wouldn't say like oh anybody making over x amount of dollars must be exploiting people i would say yeah there are certain people there are certain people that are fucking people over and making fifty thousand dollars a year you know so it's not it's not like the amount of money you're making determines whether or not you're fucking someone over it's like there are people that fuck people over and there are people that don't and i would agree with you that once you get to a certain exorbitant amount of money then yeah there is virtually no other way to have acquired that money but there are, if you're making a million dollars owning a business, that does not necessarily mean that you are inherently fucking people over. But I would say if you're looking to fund getting rid of homelessness, ending like you know housing like housing crises and stuff, then when you say how are we going to pay for it, are you know we're going to give away all our money, free stuff or whatever? Think about it more like just in increasing that the taxation at the top in order to fund the things that we need as a society, instead of saying, how are we going to pay for it? Okay, so if that's a platform of Bernie Sanders. I'm right? just talking about progressive taxation where it gets higher. Yeah, People yeah. are taxed higher at the top tier. Um, Do you so, thi- uh, sorry, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask one final question. I'm picking your brain here. What do you feel about Elizabeth Warren's proposal to forgive student loan debt? Definitely, yeah, we should definitely get rid of student loan debt because it's only, it's only a negative. Like, it never, college should have never gotten this expensive in the first place, and it would, it can be pitched as it'll spur economic growth in your uh, like getting rid of all this student the burden on people, so they might. But where does it, does that just go straight on the back? Uh our national debt or what happens with that there's stuff called quantitative easing i've heard that it can be done through that which is how they were able to bail out the banks so why couldn't it be used to abolish student loan debt well i didn't agree with 
I think from a personal standpoint, from as somebody who didn't go to college, and as someone who 10 years ago worked in a restaurant and used to lie to people telling them I, I did go to college because I didn't feel like having every single person say, oh, man, you need to go to college, man. You're really selling yourself short if you don't go to college, man. You're really fucking yourself up. You need that in today's world. You're making a big mistake by doing whatever you're doing. And then 10 years later, can somebody please fucking pay for this college debt that I accrued? Can somebody please, because it didn't work out the way I thought it was. And I'm sitting here going, well, I didn't buy into that bullshit. And I'm doing my thing and 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 making my living. And you, whoever person did buy into it, and that's not my fucking fault. Yeah, so why still- why are we going to retroactively are we going to retroactively pay for all of the mistakes and misinvestments that I've made? It's not a mistake though. People were pitch, people were sold a bill okay, of but goods. Okay, but what Okay, what happens to a person who 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 has a bunch of in student loans but wound up getting like a good job out of it? Like he he went to school, he got like $50,000 in student loans and then he's making 6k a year and then retroactively the government's going to go, "Oh, by right. the way, also your college is free." Wait, well, that six, fucks me over. 6K or 6? Well, I'm sorry, six 60, figures, six, 60, figures, six figures, six figures, six figures. He's making $100,000 a year. He's making a good living. Why is that a bad thing? That because person, that guy went to college. It doesn't matter. He got Why an education. To- then then he went to college, got an education, and then the government then goes and says, oh, by the way, also, you don't have to pay for any of that. And then I'm going there, well, I didn't go to college because I couldn't afford it. And now I'm making half what this guy makes. And then go to college again, I guess. I don't know. At fucking thirty something, like, it's like marijuana, de- like, like making marijuana legal. We should also release everybody from jail who was arrested for selling marijuana. Similarly, school should have never been that expensive. It should have been free this whole time. So there's, we shouldn't have student loan debt anyway. Like, so it's not. Yeah, it, it'd be shitty. Say if you were pay, you had been paying off your student loan debt. Say you're getting close to. And most people are just buried in it and are never. So people pay that it already off. people that already paid it, like does everyone who's ever paid student loans get the money back, or is it just the people that still owe? So what if I'm a guy who just paid off my last student loan thing? Yeah, it's this like, year, and then next year they make it a law, and then I'm going, well, what the fuck, dude? I don't get my fifty thousand dollars back. I just fucking scraped and scrabbled for every fucking trying to make my rent for ten years, paying off my loan debt. Yeah. It's so just it's, not, it's most not the, fair. It's just not most of the cases. Most of the cases, that is people mo- are there, never. Gonna, how many people? What do you mean? Okay, I'm saying mo- people paying it off. How many most people, people never pay it? Like people don't end up paying it off that much. So it's better. You don't have to think of it as punitive, like me being mad for somebody getting something for free that I had to suffer to but pay it's not, or whatever. It's not I'm like lo- that. I'm not looking at it as punitive. I'm looking at it as like, look, you made a decision for your future. But you decided still, to take on that loan. Nobody forced you to take that loan. Yeah, but you're looking at things as individual choices. It doesn't matter. It is an it's, individual. I made an individual choice to not go to college. But it's, be, it's a good thing for society to absolve this good debt instead for, of... It would be a good thing for society to absolve the debt for building the studio and my fucking car and my equipment. It would be a good thing for society to... to pay for Eric's camera. It would be a good thing for society to do a lot of shit and absolve yeah. a lot of people's debts, but that doesn't mean that we're going to pick one d- investment that one group of people made, i.e. going to college, and say, oh, this guy who invested all that money in starting a business, he's saddled with that debt, and this guy who did this thing and went to trade school, he's saddled with that debt, but this guy who made the decision to go to college because he thought he was going to be better off than everybody and wound up actually worse off than everybody, we're going to forgive his debt. It's well, not it's, well, it's 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 bullshit to me. Student dude. loans are the only or federal student loans are the only thing that you cannot get rid of 
by declaring bankruptcy. Yeah, and I think that should change. Yeah. But so, also, that has nothing to do, that has no bearing, like, if you need to pay it off over whatever, any other loan, wh- however any other loan works, that's fine. But at the end of the day, I disagree with paying for $1.5 trillion worth of student loans. Uh, well, some of it is owned by the government, and they're never going to get it back. So some of it was directly loans from the government. And if a person is unable to pay it back, that means the government's not going to get that money. Yeah, but the government... But then some of it was bought by private corporations, and they're sitting on it. They use it as a tool to make money by buying that debt. And the government would buy it back from them and absolve the people of their debt. It wouldn't cost the full bill. It wouldn't cost us that much. Some of it's already owned by the government. They would just delete it. And then some of they would, it would delete the- it, but the money that was given to for for student loans was taxpayer money. So that means that people paid taxes to the not they paid taxes to the schools to fund it, right? To fund schools, like because public colleges are tax funded and and also privately funded, but they get tax money. But the they state- pay people pay tuition. Yeah, yeah, people pay tuition, but like a state school, like University of Maryland, Towson University, things like that, not a private school like Hopkins or or you know McDaniel or something, but state schools are tax funded as well and then they also received more taxpayer money when the government gave money to students which the government's money is tax money that's where the government's money is it's from taxpayers Mm -hmm. and so that taxpayer money was given to students who were the deal was that you're going to pay this back to the government you're going to pay taxpayers money back to the taxpayers are giving you a loan not the government take the word government out of the equation because it makes it seem like it's not us the taxpayers are giving you a loan so you can get an education, and then your job is to get that education and get a good job, whatever you want to do with that education, and pay us back for the loan and giving you that opportunity. Now we're saying, oh, by the way, we just gave you all that money. The taxpayers gave you all that money. Now you don't have to pay us back. So now the taxpayers just gave you a bunch of money to make a shitty investment that you're never going to pay us back for. And that, to me, I look at it and I'm like, okay, well, I'm a taxpayer. And I'm fucking paying taxes so that you can go make a dumbass decision in your life. Not well, why you. are you not seeing taxpayers also as rich people? Like because you're, you're using I'm the saying, example because of you I'm being looking a at me because I'm my own. I don't need to look at a rich person as a taxpayer. I can look at myself as a taxpayer. But I'm saying, but if you if things if if you had a more progressive tax structure, tax the taxpayer could be these very rich Well, I will say this. The, the, the plan in place... What? Yeah, who's calling, dude? I don't fucking know, dude. I'm going to put my fucking phone on the sound. It's pissing me off. Who's calling? We got to know. The cast has to know. No, the cast wants to know. Well, first it was my brother, and then it was uh, this girl, Jill. Ooh. Jill Stein? I wish, dude. <laughs> She's like, you're talking about my... Oh, it was Elizabeth Warren. Her. But Jill Stein also wanted to erase student loan debt. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's... it's it, you know, I do think the best argument against it is that, uh, you know, in my opinion, it's to just pay the outstanding debt off and not forgive the people who paid an exorbitant amount of money in student loans that have paid it off since. You know, to just say, oh, well, guy who just made his guy who graduated in 2006 and just made his last student loan payment because he actually paid it off on time. You know, let's say this plan doesn't get enacted until whoever becomes president and it gets passed in 2022 or whatever. This guy paid his shit off over 15 years. He finally paid it off. 
And then right when the thing gets enacted, he's just sitting there like, oh, well, damn, I guess I should have graduated later. Yeah, it sucks for that. It sucks in that instance, but it's the same instance as a person who served a full sentence for marijuana and then marijuana is legalized. Yeah, and I don't disagree with Why that. Why would that person be upset? that marijuana was just legalized. It's something we need to do. Yeah, but in this situation, you yourself argued that that person who was in jail for marijuana should be set free, which yeah. I don't disagree with. But so, I'm saying you're use, the example you're using is like a person who has served a full sentence of, yeah, it of would their be jail time. The, to, they, to, to make the analogy the same, it would be an example of living in Oregon or living in Colorado, having been in jail for m- marijuana distribution, and then marijuana get or marijuana possession, I'll say, because I do think distribution is a different thing. Uh, marijuana, you were in jail for marijuana possession, which I, I guess is a thing. I don't know, but and then it gets legalized, and then everybody's just freely allowed to smoke and sell marijuana, and you're still in jail. I That's the equivalent. I, I of, meant to say, uh, I guess, like the, if uh, marijuana were legalized, and everybody who were currently incarcerated for marijuana were set free. Yeah, that that the, would be the same. But the example you're using is, say, there were a person who had just served a full, like, 20 years for marijuana or something, and then everybody who was still incarcerated for marijuana is set free. The example of forgiving mm-hmm. student loan debt. You're saying, oh, it would really suck for a person who just finished paying off their student loans, and then suddenly everybody else who currently has student loans is set free from their student loans. Yeah. I don't think that person should be upset. Just like people use the example of like, why should a, you know, I'm a EMT person and I make 15 an hour. This, why should this person who, uh, like, why should a person flipping burgers expect to make as much as an EMT? But in the, in the, uh, post that the example I've seen, an EMT responded to that and said, why wouldn't I, why would I argue to like, this is setting workers against each other as opposed to s- workers fighting the upper class and demanding more. It's like we're fighting over crumbs with each other. So we don't have to be opposed. You don't have to be opposed to or mad at somebody who just got something that you wish you had had or like that that you had deserved for a long time. Like it's it's no reason to argue against it. Yeah, I can see that. There but, is a certain amount of contempt in the way I look at it. But also, I don't. I think there is also just an economic benefit to getting rid of the debt. There certainly could be, but the the thing that bugs me about it on a personal level is that if these people went to college and got their six figure paying job, that they you know that uh, you know they thought they were going to get when they graduated, would they have gone back to me who didn't? wind up doing anything that I wanted to do and forgiven me for any of the mistakes that I made or anything or giving me money or anything like that. Or it's like they they went there with an intention of, of being better off than the people who didn't go there. And they wound up, it wound up that they wound up being worse off and now they're coming back to the people that they thought they were going to be better than and asking for them to pay for it. They're not at, like I said, you're, you're specifically saying that you are the tax you're using yourself as the taxpayer and i understand you want your taxes to be used in a way that you agree with mm-hmm. but the money is there to take from the rich basically or from pe- corporations who are exploiting people so you don't have to think of it in those terms as taxpayers footing the bill cuz taxpayers pay for war that they don't agree with like taxpayers yeah. are paying for subsidies and tax breaks for the rich and stuff like that, we're we pay more basically 
than the rich pay for their share of of the of taxes like i i i don't know i i can't think of exactly the way to describe it but you just don't it doesn't have to be us against it doesn't have to be the person who went to college against the person who didn't go to college who is working class i think all of us are should think of us, ourselves as workers even if we're paid even if you get into a professional uh sort of like job because the reality is most people who go to college end up having to work service jobs and aren't able to do something with their college degree and that's super unfortunate and that's the big problem with the college industry like well that's what bugs me is like then why do people continue to fucking like how stupid do you have to be to look at the percentage of people with college degrees that are underemployed that are working jobs they could have easily worked without a degree to be like well maybe i don't need to take out because, this loan because a person who goes and visits high school students and gives them idea the an idea of what the world is like are college representatives well, what about and, your fucking parents what are they thinking yeah it just depends on who your parents are um but it's it's pitched to people as this is a way to get to that middle exactly class. it's a way yeah it's a way not I, it was pitched to people as the way I believe in trades, too. I, I don't think everybody should have to go to college. I think it's good. I think, like, it's not a bad thing for people to go to college and get exposure to, like, I appreciate the sociology class I took. Like I said, like, it exposed me to, uh, and this was at Montgomery College. Like, I did two years of community college and then finished at Towson. And, uh, like, I think it'd be good for everybody to do, like, maybe at least two years of college or something. But, yeah, I believe we should be making more jobs for people that... To your point, yeah. Uh, the plan that Elizabeth Warren proposed was a tax on income over, I think it was, uh, I think it was income over a million, perhaps, or 950000 and then a surtax, it was like a 2% tax on income over a million, and then uh, 3% over income over a billion. Mm-hmm. To pay for the student loan payoff, yeah, over the course of ten years, so it'll be just an extra tax on the rich, yeah, to pay for student loans specifically. Yeah, who cares? What? What's the? What's the issue? Because, like I said, if we that wealth is did that same tax, if we did that same tax, which I'm not opposed to that tax, but if I had to choose between doing that same tax and putting that money back into Social Security, which is going to run out, which I'm paying into every fucking day, and apparently our generation is never going to see it because they bailed out the banks. If we could tax the rich and pay for Social Security, which everyone has to do with, not just certain group of people, everyone is entitled to Social Security. Yeah, we should do all that. Like, people on but the like, left you, you can't want do all that, all that. Yes, you can. You can pay off $1.5 trillion dollars worth of student the debt. The rich people have the money. They have all the money, mostly. So they have the money. We take it back. We do what we want with it. The okay. money is all there. There's plenty of money to do all that and more. So we just take it from them. Yes, that's called expropriation. Because property, it's like taking the wealth that workers created, taking all that back. We don't necessarily need to guillotine the rich. I'm not opposed to it for some people, but it's essentially the idea we're taking what should belong to the people. And like I said, it doesn't have to be 100%. It can start with just like progressive taxation for over a certain amount of money. And what's to stop a rich person from going, you know what? I'm just going to go somewhere else and take my money with me. 
they already set up their corporations offshore, like in other countries. So they already do that. Inversion is a thing. They already do that to avoid paying taxes. So, so how do we get it? That's what I'm saying. You, you make inversion illegal. You make it illegal. Like you make it illegal for a person to be able to set up, like have workers in the United States that they're exploiting and base their company in Ireland or something I mean, like, like that, which they do now. I mean, like a person who lives in America, who's a billionaire, he lives in America and he's a billionaire because he's allowed to live in America and be a billionaire. But the minute you say you're not allowed to be a billionaire in America, any money over this amount of money you make, we're taking, what's to stop him from going, fine, I'm just going to fucking go to France then. I'll just fucking the, move to... It's more so about if they're employing American workers. It's like, we're going to demand more wages, we're going to tax you more... Yeah, I guess they can. But even in that, even in that situation, what's to stop you? That's what I'm saying. You have to walk a fine line. You have to walk a fine line. Like you can't guillotine people in the streets because any reasonable person is just going to say, "I don't have to be a billionaire in America. I can be a billionaire in fucking." But my point anywhere else, I don't have to stay here and get my head chopped off, and I don't have to stay here and have you make me pay my workers a hundred dollars an hour. I can just go somewhere else. Well, they already. But that's what I'm saying. You're saying the money's there and we're going to take the money from them. Mm -hmm. No, you're not. (laughs) No, you're not. Well, They're going to fucking leave. And then America's going to be full of people making $100,000 tops. And then everyone else... Is that a bad thing? You're talking about paying for $1.5 trillion of fucking student loans and Medicare for all and all these other things. You can't do that if all the rich people leave. What's the defense budget? It's probably like... Five trillion or something. I don't know. It's probably more than that. It's like that. 55 billion, probably. A year or what? Yeah. Actually, I think more money is spent on uh, Social Security and uh, welfare benefits combined than defense. Wait, wait, wait. Wait. You said more money is spent on Social Security and welfare benefits than defense? I believe so. I doubt that. I don't know if that's true. I definitely know. Also, it. there's so many facts that have been thrown out throughout this whole podcast. It's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. I, I hope. Uh, I hope this is interesting for people to listen to. I hope it's not too much. Like, I uh, think. I think the people that are into it have been listening. I know we um, went super long. Yeah, we can wrap it up. Good. I'm gonna step out if you don't mind, and then maybe we could just yeah. wrap up after that. Okay. Yeah, it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do a little outro, do a little uh, wind I figure if there's anyone we're going to have this conversation with, it would have been you. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad. And I didn't mean to like dominate your guys' podcast to talk about nah, the stuff that I'm into, but it's interesting. We'll still be talking fun. about Noah fucking chicks right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll be back. Uh, just, just, I'll just edit it out. I'm talking to the mic anyway. <laughs> uh, it's just some chick I've been talking to. I met her at the point, and she, only thing is, I found out she's 19. I was like, yikes. That's just like, then that's it's probably same. a pause. It was a pause, but it was not a stop. <laughs> I'll put it that oh. way. <laughs> I don't know. If, yeah, you should edit this out for sure then. <laughs> well, it's not illegal, dude. I didn't say she's not fucking illegal, 17. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like I'm gonna edit it out because young I'm... is very boring. Probably no, she's like mature, but like I'm just tan- like when I talk to her, I'm she's like she's mature. She just got her braces off. <laughs> when I talk to her, I'm like I mean, like dude, she's a fucking college chick. She's like a junior in college. Whatever. I didn't know she was fucking 19. I met her at a bar. How am I supposed to know you're <laughs> under 21? 
you know? First time we hung out, I was like, she was like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wait, how old are you? She was like 19. And then there was like this pause. And I was like. There's a record scratch. Literally. There was a fucking, it just, everything came to a halt. And I was like, oh, no. But then I was like, whatever. We haven't banged yet. (laughs) I'm over it. I'm over it. (laughs) I'm fucking 26, dude. I can't can't bang one 19-year-old. Give me a fucking break. The the gap is closing for that. Yeah, dude. Well, I don't pick this, dude. I didn't pick her out of the bunch. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You All didn't right? have a lineup. I didn't have a lineup. She's a hot girl who wanted to hang out with me. Yeah, I'm not going to fucking be like no hot-ass girl who's showing interest in me. Yeah. How many fucking porn stars you jerk off to that are 18, 19 years old? Don't fucking don't don't fucking talk to me about this shit, dude. Fuck you guys. You haven't said anything, Jordan, but fuck you, dude. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. <laughs> anyway, this whole portion is gonna get edited out. <laughs> I can't wait for it not to. <laughs> I just completely forgot. Um shit. All right. Well, Jordan's back. We can fucking uh, officially wrap it up. All right, like yeah. it, nothing ever happened. No stories. No secrets were told. <laughs> nothing, dude. What you got coming up? Uh, I got a show actually with the Glaze. The Glaze are over there. Hey, uh, the Glaze. Oh yeah. At Zissimo's on uh, June seventh. It's a Friday. Yeah, yeah. Nice. That'll be fun. That's the next Jordan show for me and Olga. Yeah, I think uh, Beth Thaden's on it too. Oh yeah, yeah. Michael Furr's hosting it. June seventh. It's a good lineup. Yeah, they're gonna start doing like stand up nights on on Friday where they do two shows, like an early show and a late show. Yeah, they redid the whole top. They have a stage up there now. Michael just sent us pics. He put they put oh, up shit. a curtain How and some stage lighting. Is this amazing? Within like the last couple of months. Yeah. Oh, sick. Yeah, they've been doing stuff gradually, like. Like kind of like they move the bathroom so it's not past the yeah, stage. Yeah, I, I saw that. In the back I think right. I was there last time, probably with you when we did shrooms that day. I think that was the last time I was there. Was that a month, two ago, two months ago? Probably. Yeah, was, that was a bit ago. That was a bop ago. But yeah, even then, they it looked like they made some serious moves, and I was I was stoked. Yeah. So you guys got that? What else you got, dude? Uh, yeah, I don't have any other stand up stuff going on. You want to talk? It's good. Talk? Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's fun. Like. Like, uh, I'm still doing it, still making notebooks. Uh, I'm at sort of like a tension point with it where it's like I'm doing as much as I can on my own. Yeah. And like, I gotta, I think I just gotta find the right person or people to partner up with, like, to really be able to, like, who have interest in building it as a mm-hmm. company. Cause it's like, I have just such minimal knowledge about real business stuff. Like, I've done the bare minimum. Like, I set up an LLC, so it's a real company. Yeah. But, like, I don't know how to, like... And you know how to make the product, but you still know how to push it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I need to get people to, like, help me produce it. Like, and then... uh, Like, I can screen print the stuff. But, like I said, it's just, like, so much that one person can do. And I think I need, like, a business-minded person to... Who would be on the same page as me to, like, help... A real capitalist, you might say. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, too. I mean, we could talk about that, too, because it's like I uh, I make it yeah, because I like think it. this speech would make it into the plugs, guess wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to pros- proselytize. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But, like, I do, I do think 
as it grows, I like it's interesting to be in that position where I'm starting a small business. So like right now, it's just just like my personal endeavor. I'm a graphic designer and I'm trying to start this brand of notebooks that I make. And so it's all just me. But yeah, we'll see. Like I want it. I want it to grow. I want it to be as big as moleskin or field notes like these big companies out no, there I thought you meant just moleskin like the thing that you put on a cut i was like i don't <laughs> think you're ever gonna be as big as moleskin like the, no- the notebooks oh okay what's, what's moleskin i mean boy scouts remember boy scouts if you yeah, got like a blister it's like it's like tape that's like a band-aid okay yeah you're yeah. never gonna get bigger than that bro moleskine. keep dreaming <laughs> keep dreaming yeah <laughs> i want to be as big as Neosporin, you know, just all these big companies. <laughs> Fucking rubbing there. alcohol, taking that motherfucker out. Hydrogen peroxide, get the fuck back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all the first aid kits, dude. Done. <laughs> done deal. I mean, like I was saying, like, I I don't think we should just, like, be making things just to make it because we're, some of that is, like, contributing to uh, climate change. Like, just making shit and sort of, like, race, wasting resources. I like... I like notebooks. I think it is like a worthwhile thing to pursue. Like, I think it's kind of useful. It's like there's something to writing stuff down or, or drawing or whatever, like as opposed to having everything digitally. And I, I like the designs that I come up with. Like it's a, it's an, ins, it's people can tell like it's, I design it because it's like how I would want a notebook to be. So it's kind of like an art in a way, but yeah. I also want it. I want it to be in stores across the country. Like I want it to be a huge money making thing. And with that, I think it could be a huge factory that's employing a lot of people. Or like different than how standard factories are, but maybe like at least like I'm saying, like a co op or where people are at least well paid and like have a say in how things are done. Yeah, but at the end of the day, you make a shitload of money off of it. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Like, but, I mean, but what I'm saying I don't. I don't need to make more than the average. Like maybe a little bit more, but Give me, yeah, yeah, maybe a little bit more. <laughs> no, honestly, I don't care about being mega rich. Like I really just want to make a living for myself, and so I, I really do. I think a business. Hey, dude, don't explain yourself to us, bro. I've been saying this the whole fucking time. <laughs> I think sounds like you guys are trapping me. No, man. And I'm just fucking going with you. I know you're going to fucking sell your company to the workers once you fucking make it. I get it. I mean, some people start a, a company and like sell it and then it's no longer theirs, but they, they make a bunch of money off of it and like abandon it at some point. Uh, I mean, it's called going public. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, like I said, like I, I think the goal of a business can be to, make as little profit as possible. I'll still pay myself a wage. Like <laughs> I know I'll, what you mean. That is just so funny the way you word it. <laughs> like a salary or whatever. Like you gotta I'll, make as little I'll, money as possible. I'll pay myself a decent salary, but mm-hmm. what if a business's goal was to grow as much as possible, employ as many people as possible, and pay them as much as you can while still like doing what you want to do, basically. Like Yeah. We, Not like just stowing away a bunch of money for nothing. Yeah, or having a board of like investors or whatever that are making a bunch of money too. Like I don't need to be the biggest company, but I would she like to employ people like like yeah, be able to make jobs for people yeah. and whatever. Like I also see the brand too like like Wonderbooks is a part of it. I think I can just design products different different things that I would like to do. Like I want to like wonder wears is a part of it too, or it's like the stuff I have that's like wearable, like hats and stuff, but it'll also be wears. Like 
I'd like to make furniture or like sort of like affordable, like nice, just objects. Dishes, like, like silverware. Yeah. Silverware, plates, yeah. flatware. Yeah. I mean, Fucking, sort of like uh, um, underwear. Obviously, I have underwear. Underwear. underwear, underwear, underwear. underwear. That'd be sick. Mm-hmm. Dude, yeah. there's a million ways you can go with it, dude. Yeah. How do uh, they, how do they, uh, what is it, like a website again? What is it, what is it? Thing? Uh, yeah, the, it? it's wonderbooksbrand.com and wonderbooksbrand on Instagram. Cool. Um, Why the brand? Did you just not have the domain name for Wonderbooks? Sort of, yeah. I feel like Wonderbooks, maybe I couldn't get that on Instagram or something, or just the website, like wonderbooks.com. It might have been one of those things that sat on, like nobody's actively using it, yeah. but somebody owns it. Domain name. So, yeah. I mean, Field Notes brand does the same. Field Notes is the notebook company. They have fieldnotesbrand.com, so I don't know, it's just a yeah. way around it. Wonderbooksbrand.com. That's W-O-N-D, you fucking <laughs> idiots. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's not the number one. Yeah, <laughs> one, oh, we got coming over here. Um, that show Jordan mentioned, June seventh, right? Bingo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Jimmy, what do you got? Oh damn, that's it. Yeah, <sighs> see. Actually, I just have a bunch of stupid ass gigs. You weren't prepared. You do have a calendar right in front. of I have you. a calendar. <laughs> you I didn't come prepared for this plug segment here. What fucking week is it? It's what's today? Next week is gonna be the last week of April, first week of May. Last week of April. All right. So this week, first week of May, I will be at Riptide on Thursday night playing solo dolo with an undisclosed drummer. I think Danimal, the bongo guy, is coming back. He's uh, over his accident, been recovering for the past month, so he might be back. I think he's coming back. Terrible if not, it'll bongo be accident. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible bongo accident. Dude. <laughs> Anyway, dude, I'm playing there Thursday night, 9.30 to close. Uh, that's May 2nd. May 3rd, I'm doing my first Friday at Slauncha for happy hour, 4 to 7 in Fells, and then Fells Point Tavern with an uh, undisclosed member of the band. I'm not sure who that's going to be, but it's going to be a duo, 10 to close on Friday, May 3rd. And then other than that, uh, I'll be at Colada's on Cinco de Mayo during the day, 3 to 7. Mm-hmm. Yachacha, baby. Colada's an Irish bar. So uh, probably won't see you there, but I will see you for sure at the horse you came in on that night because I play there every Sunday night, 10 to close, Cinco de Mayo, Incluido. Um, and I will have a, probably a Dustin Drummond with me, fucking legend. And uh, it'll be really fun. I'm looking forward to fucking anything that involves eating tacos and drinking tequila at this point in my fasting two days in. I'm excited looking for it. Forward to it. <laughs> looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. LOTS podcast across the board. Check us out. Fucking, you know, do all that shit. Rate us. I noticed we got some new ratings, dude. We did? Ooh. All fives, baby. Nice. Bring them in. Come on in, Latvia. Yeah, we'll we'll make you a guest <laughs> if you rate us five stars. Twenty six in Latvia or some shit. Twenty six in what? In Latvia. Oh yeah, there? we are number. We peaked at number twenty six comedy podcast in Latvia. That's fucking. Dude, we're. No, I don't we're know how many over. people are in I Latvia. Mean, maybe communism is cool because it's all ex USSR. I'll tell you what, dude. Yeah, Czech Republic. Popping up in the they're going to love this. They're going to hear this yeah. episode and be like, oh my God. Dude. They're like the good old days. We're going down to number 30, which I think is last place in Latvia. <laughs> so, <laughs> whatever, dude. I'll come over it. I'm right. over it. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace. Peace.